The summer of cricket is here. Australia have just defeated Pakistan late on day four in the West Test. Warner absolutely silencing critics, one by the name of Mitch Johnson and the rest, the armchair experts of this great nation. 164 on day one, plus Nathan Lyon picking up his 500th wicket. Bit of big bash and England losing is always good. Uh, the NFL playoff picture is really heating up. Wild card, wild card spots uh, uh, available in the NFC and AFC and maybe the most open MVP race that we've seen in quite some time. Purdy, Prescott, will it be another QB or will it finally be a skill position, maybe Tyreek or CMC? The Lakers win the inaugural in-season tournament in the NBA. Draymond Green's been a naughty boy, copped an indefinite suspension. Interesting top of the table in the APL. There's only four points separating Man City from Villa, Arsenal and Liverpool after City have had a pretty ordinary month. A little bit of off-season news in the NRL as they take it to Las Vegas uh, for round one and a mm, somewhat lacklustre UFC 296 card mm. today, but we shall discuss that. This is On The Esky, an Aussie sports podcast. We like our sport, whether they be Aussie, US or else. Uh, we do have time stamps. You can skip to the stuff that you like and please check us out on the socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, etc. We'd like to start the show by shouting a beer. The man on my left is Sean. Who are you shouting a beer this week, mate? Well, we all have to start with Shohei Otani. Mm. Signs a $700 million <laughs> um, deal over 10 years to go join the LA Dodgers, um, which I believe is the richest deal in baseball history. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think it's worth probably talking about this a little bit because um, he did s- some slightly interesting things with this. Um, first, of course, he's deferred uh, the majority of his salary for the next – for 10 years' time. Mm. Uh, so he'll get paid two mil over the next 10 years and then the following 10 years where he's most likely going to be close to the end of his career if not in retirement, uh, he will then get the rest of the other $68 million, um, which is, I guess, a great um, – Business decision for for him, uh, one because at the moment he earns estimated fifty mil annually mm. all his sponsorship. Is that um, sponsorship alone? Yeah, okay, he's such a. Well, this is the reason the Dodgers have forked mm. out the the money for him because he's such a huge draw. Um, not uh, predominantly um, Japanese draw with mm. uh, the amount of people um, that tune in to watch him play. Mm. Um, so it's a huge money maker. Uh, for them. Uh, it also makes the team a little bit more competitive, of course. They've already in the process of trading and signing a whole bunch of other guys mm-hmm. um, to create a stacked, uh, I don't want to call it super team, but it's mm. kind of going towards that way. Um, but I guess the other really interesting thing about this deal and deferring it is because the Dodgers are in California. California has very high state tax. Mm. Uh, if he defers it and, say, moves to Florida where they don't have state uh, tax, he gets about a 20% saving on his yeah, taxes. Yeah, okay. So, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, another mm. another very interesting uh, business decision in there. So that's, you know, millions of dollars he'll save. Mm. Uh, but I think it's it's pretty interesting. Um, I think he would make him – it's all a guaranteed contract because that's – he's coming off his second Tommy John surgery. Mm. But uh, having said that, he already had the first one and then went on to be uh, the best baseball player um, <laughs> the, probably in the last two decades. Uh, so I don't think they're too concerned about that. I think the idea is next season he'll bat. And then the and not f- pitch at all. Not pitch at all. Really? So he recovers. Yeah. And then the following season he will alternate. Uh-huh. So the likelihood is he won't be you know both-way player. He'd pitch and bat in the same game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd have a focus for him. 
So I get him a little bit more rest, I guess, so he can see out his 10-year deal. Um, I think they might change it depending on where they are, say, for postseason races mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. and into the postseason. But, you know, if they play a very long season to get them through a season, as long as they make it into the uh, – have a spot in the big dance, then I think that's what they want from him. Yep. Tommy John surgery uh, in the elbow uh, for, for those listening uh, who might not be aware. Uh, yeah. ligament Of repair. course, in, in his pitching arm as well. So, yeah. yeah, named after Tommy John, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so he's the third yeah, highest, crazy, I believe, hey. top sports. Yeah. And behind uh, Messi and Ronaldo. Significantly behind as well. Like mm-hmm. he's still an, you know 70-year mil average. I think Ronaldo's at 124 um, for his two-year, like 200-mil deal. And um, what was Messi at? I think he's over 100 million. Still, yeah, over 100. Yeah. So got the Forbes list coming up here. So it's significantly higher. But um, I think it's a – what do you think about the deferring? It's a very baseball kind of thing. Yeah, I, I probably don't know enough about baseball to fully comment, but it seems a little bit L.A. dodgy if you ask <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, so he's – Official income is only two million dollars a yeah. season for yeah. the first I, I can't remember the, many. I can't remember the years. baseball player, but there was one baseball player that was getting paid like a million dollars for twenty years after he retired. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Just, just collecting because that's just how they did his salary. But it seems a bit unfair. Yeah, to other teams and like this contract is more than what a lot of the other teams can pay their whole roster. Yeah, well, I think the the well even the worth of the club because I think it's the is it the Mariners? No, yeah, Seattle. Yes, um, I think they're not worth much. They're worth like one point one billion or something. Mm-hmm. So he's worth seventy percent of, of an actual actual yeah. uh, baseball team. So again, a lot of crazy stats in this. Um, I can't imagine a you know for a comparison, probably in the NFL was like Patrick Mahomes, his ten year four hundred mm. mil deal, getting forty a year. Mm. Um, if the Chiefs had deferred that for ten years, what they what they'd be doing? I don't think Tyreek would be in Miami. Would probably be a good guess. Um, and yeah, they'd have a lot of extra talent with all the extra money they were saving against that salary cap. Uh, Miami Marlins, I think you're after there. Yeah, the Marlins. They're, yes, they're, they're, they're the worth a billion dollars. Yeah, so yeah. he's worth seventy percent of the Marlins. Yeah. But then a lot of teams down around that sort of one billion dollar mark. Billion Oakland mark. A's. Who I th- are they going to Vegas? Is, is that been confirmed? Let me have a look. Maybe. Uh, and then Cincinnati, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, all around that $1.2 billion. So, yeah, and in terms of uh, his comparison to those lower clubs, um, crazy amount. The Dodgers are the second most valuable team, uh, are a long way behind the New York Yankees, who are worth $7 billion. Yeah. So, Shohei Tani making all the money. Probably the peak male form at the moment. I don't think you do better. No, no, I don't think you could. Uh, yeah, the A's have applied to relocate to Vegas. So following the uh, former Oakland Raiders, yeah, so poor Oakland losing the two sports teams. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shout a beer to Annabelle Sutherland. Uh, we've gone from a massive $700 million deal to good money, 365 <laughs> grand. Solid money, solid money. Aussie uh, for the 22-year-old. Uh, cricketer, uh, she's only um, going over to the Women's Premier League for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, second highest ever for an Aussie girl uh, behind the likes uh, behind Ash Gardner, who, who collected uh, over half a million AUDs last year. Annabelle will be joining the Delhi Capitals, so good to see um, a young Aussie getting paid in the Women's Premier League. Uh, the auction did happen about a, a week ago, so uh, you could check out the other big earners from that. 
uh, Peps, uh, Peps, Monks, the other, you, you Peps, Monks, <laughs> back to us. So it was Bobby Bolin, Bonin Neely, I think it is, mm. took the Mets to the woolshed with his lucrative 25-year deal. <laughs> so, um, yeah. How does he work? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They obviously thought, well, we'll make more money in the future. We'll just uh, pu- push future problem, future problem. It's, it's like those lottos, you know, when you you can win a million dollars a year <laughs> yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's essentially what he had, that, that ticket for him. So, um, uh, yeah. Mop? Mop of the week. And this one goes to a man I didn't think I would give a mop to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did love watching him, him terrorise uh, batting lineups back in the day, but this mop – Goes to the top knot, Mitch Johnson, uh, for his scathing article a couple of weeks ago in the West Australian. Uh, really um, put a uh, lit a fire in Australian cricket circles. Um, pretty much going to town on his ex teammate David Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, you can read the whole article in full. It's on all online. I went through it today, um, but this is in verbatim some of the stuff that he wrote. Uh, it's been five years and David Warner has never really owned the ball tampering scandal. Mm-hmm. Now, the way he's going out to is underpinned by more of the same arrogance and disrespect to our country. Uh, so I'm not sure what Sandpaper has to do with this summer and why Mitch felt the need to bring it up. Yeah. In my opinion, the boys, you know, him, Smith, Bancroft, got hefty – Suspensions, suspensions. Yep. far more than time, far more than the South Africans got when they mm. got caught doing mm. similar with with cough lollies. Um, you know, had their had that dark day in in um, Australian cricket history and had to front the media and there was mm. tears and remorse and the like, <laughs> as some huge dude is <laughs> on telly uh, in the South Africa uh, India game. All the juice. Um, he looked like you know those guys that get injectables in, yeah. in their arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think it was, I think it was that. Co- Kind of uh, operator. Oh, yeah. Anyways, distraction, back, distraction. back to Mitch Johnson and his top knot. Um, to question someone's form and to go on the front foot there, mm. yeah, no worries. Uh, David Warner's form, his form wasn't great. Has so. had been pretty ordinary. He was averaging about twenty six from his last thirty odd um, test mm-hmm. innings. Lots has mm-hmm. been written about his his um, you know inability to score runs in England. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bancroft made a few runs, runs, outside runs in the shield. Cam Green missed out here. Um, so, yeah, if if you wanted to make the argument on a form level, I'd listen to it. I also think Warner, for what he's done for Australian cricket um, and the names that we'll talk about that he's gone past in a second, mm. I think he deserved this this uh, farewell tour anyway because we're playing Pakistan. And oh, I, th- I think he was – We're not going to lose this series. Yeah, and he was good enough to hold his spot down. Like, I don't think the others are really banging the door down no. enough to replace David. Um but I, I think I, the understanding on this is, you know, the, the articles probably come from a place of um, tough, uh, you know, emotion on Mitchell's part. I think they've aired dirty laundry from stuff that probably David said to Mitchell um, um, from Mitchell's end in their text messages exchanges, mm. um, which kind of went him to to write this article, um, which he probably were, probably went a little bit overboard. A little uh, bit? Um, in this. You, there's there's writing opinion, yeah. but then this seems like personal vendetta. Yeah, well, I think that's what I'm saying. He's he's, he's aired their dirty laundry instead of them kind of meeting face to face. And you know, we don't know what's in those text messages. And sure. and Mitch, Mitch yep. they were, um, you know, pretty on the nose from his opinion about about him. So, but then why is he coming out and saying, "Well, this is about text messages and him being a, a shit bloke," according yeah. to yeah. Mitch Johnson? Uh, when you're saying, you know, he's disrespected our country and yeah, it just seemed really poor from, uh, from Jono. And I think the timing was wrong as well. But it, 
You can't or was the timing good because yeah, it's a bit of a lacklustre summer. True, and true. Optus Stadium was a quarter full. Yeah, they've they've written an article and said, "Hey, <laughs> Mitch, can you do us a favour? Yeah, like, I'll fall on my sword. I'll do you solid. Light a fire under yeah. the ass of a yeah. pretty ordinary summer. Yeah, it's all possible, but you know, you, Warner's form wasn't great. He is a cheat. Like you can't deny those things. They're fact. Ooh, <laughs> he is a cheat, or he cheated. Yeah. Yes, he cheated, mm. which technically I think makes you a cheater. Once cheat, always a cheater. <laughs> yeah. People don't grow or learn from their mistakes ever. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, did, I think that the point, you know, they didn't need to go to this kind of level of um, an article. Like this article didn't need to be written. It seemed petty. Yeah. It seemed real Tom Petty, yeah. free-falling baby. Yeah. Um, so, again, I, I think there's probably two more stuff happening you know, the stuff happening behind the scenes is probably where this should have been dealt with. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, Mitch is going, I'm going to call him and say, he's going, fuck you, I'm going to say say what I want to say. So. And then speaking of fuck yous, that yeah. might be a great way to lead into the West Test. Mm. Yeah, uh, Dave Warner went out and said fuck you and scored 160 odd in a day. Uh, but we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, we'll look quickly at the teams. We lined up essentially as expected. Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith, Head, Marsh, Carey. Uh, interesting after being dropped in the World Cup for Josh Inglis. I think he's still the best gloveman in this country and uh, his red ball spot is not in jeopardy for the time being. Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, the usuals with the quicks when healthy and the return of the goat, Nathan Lyon, uh, after tearing his calf back in the ashes. Cam Green did uh, come public uh, saying that he's been battling a kidney disease his whole life. Yeah, from uh, birth. Yeah, from birth. Um, there's a piece, I think, at the lunchtime uh, on, on Channel 7 on day one. one. Yep. Check that out. Uh, essentially it means I think it's like well managed for now but it makes him more prone to cramping and, yeah. um, you know, I think they I think that's only special care. Exactly. He's stage two of, um, you know, five stages and five is basically where he's – Transplants. Dialysis oh, and shit, transplants, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's probably what his uh, later life will probably look like. Mm. Um, but for now I think it's manageable and um, it was meant to supposedly stop him from growing as much as he did. So yeah, The, the <laughs> bloke was going to be Victor Wimbledon. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, otherwise. Yeah. We wouldn't have seen Cam Green in uh, playing for Australia. would have been playing centre for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty crazy, yeah, to be battling, uh, you know, that kind of chronic condition um, and also to keep it under wraps uh, mm-hmm. for, for as long mm-hmm. as they did. Um, so interesting that they that they came public and it's a it's a good watch and uh, just more and more respect for the, the young all-rounder is anything that he c- can't do. Uh-huh. He bats, he bowls, he's six foot seven and feels in the gully mm. and he uh, is, is smashing a, a chronic, chronic illness. So good on you, Cam Green. Uh, not in this team, uh, but when Warner does retire, there's a, lot a, of questions. a, a, a yeah, big shout that he might come back in, uh, whether that's opening, whether that's in the middle order and Marshall Head goes forward. Yeah. We may leave that for a, another, another podcast. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we do that after Warner retires. Yeah. Oh, no, a little speculation before. Okay. Would be nice. Yeah. Plus a scathing <laughs> article in the newspaper that we don't write for uh, about how shit a bloke David Warner is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Pakistan, uh, their top order reasonably established. Mm-hmm. Mohammed Shafiq, uh, sorry, Abdullah Shafiq, Imam Al-Haq, Shan Masood takes the captaincy. Uh, Baba Azam has uh, seated that. Saul Shaquille, I haven't heard too much about him. Safaraz Ahmed, the wicket keeper. Salman Ali Aga, Fahim Ashraf, Amir Jamal, who uh, debuted and had a very nice debut. And the um, 
the big man Shah in Shah Afridi and Kurum Shahzad. Mm-hmm. A few little interesting tidbits. Harris Ralph is playing Big Bash instead of making himself eligible for his country. I don't know if he would have been picked, yeah. but he's chosen to play for the Melbourne Stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mohamed Rizwan uh, misses out. Hasn't been playing uh, in their test team a whole lot recently, uh, but he's an incredible white ball cricketer. Uh, he averages like 49 in T20 internationals. So for whatever reason, uh, that that incredible white ball form uh, isn't able to uh, translate into the red ball team. Uh, we win the toss and bat first. Mm-hmm. Like that decision? I think they were saying no one's ever um, bowled first in one of those. Uh, interesting. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the, in the scheme of things, we were never losing. Yeah, it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. At, at home, I think they get some batting practice in and, um, you know, put the Pakistani team to the sword. Usman Kawaja was wearing a black armband. Now, he did have on his shoes in the lead up, all yep. lives are equal. Mm-hmm. Um, this was sort of in uh, a nod to the, the poor Palestinian people, mm-hmm. uh, obviously going through the ringer at the moment. The ICC said you can't wear them because it's a political statement. Yeah, I, th- I think they had a ruling as well. You can't have, besides political statements, like you can't have wording on your um, uh, mm. gear that isn't uh, official or sponsored. But um, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's not a particularly egregious thing to say that all lives are equal. I think most people would agree with that sentiment, yeah. uh, you know. Had he written "fuck Israel" or something like <laughs> on his shoes, it might have been a different story. Uh, but then Uzi uh, came out and made a, an Instagram um, video. It's only two minutes, worth watching. Uh, about uh, you know, he was pretty disappointed with the decision, but you know, went with the black armband uh, and said he just didn't want to stay quiet about it. And a really nice sentiment actually from from Uzi saying that. Uh, he said one one Muslim life is equal to one Jewish life, is equal to one Hindu life, is equal to one human life. Uh, and that's yeah. definitely a message I think that everyone can get around. Mm. Uh, and just for saying that, the poor bloke copping a fair bit of heat online. Yeah, so yeah. I suppose that's the, the world that we live in. Yeah. Um, and e- I, even I, a rational statement like that, you'll you'll get some peanuts uh, given it to you yeah. for I, it. I think it's also interesting there's probably two things, you know, with test cricket, it's historically you're in your all white, it's all white. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually see more and more sponsorship um, coming through. Mm-hmm. And I wonder as well because the Australian team has just got their latest big sponsor, front sponsor being Toyota, mm-hmm. um, whether they're like, hey, this is our first kind of game going. Yeah. You know, whether they got on the blower. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. Qantas to, to uh, Rugby Australia, you know, <laughs> getting on the blower and say, hey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we want to make sure that uh, our sponsor dollars are going to something that we uh, also believe in. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's probably a whole bunch of other shit that happens in the background. But I, yeah, I, right. I don't think the message was you know that bad in retrospect. Not at all. Uh, but he went with the black armband in the end. Uh, Shaheen Shahafridi had him a bit worried early on. So same with Warner. Uh, schnicked him. A bit, bit edgy to start. Yeah, a bit edgy. Um, and then, geez, that, that dropped. Like, oh, fuck, it was bad. Throughout the whole first inning. That was uh, Abdullah Shafiq. Uh, dropped him on 21. Top edge to pull shot. Yeah, I suppose he was running back. It's not a... You know, the easiest catch ever. Yeah. But uh, for an international cricketer, you should be eating those for breakfast. Didn't cost him too much. Was he went on to make forty-one? Um, good little ball, actually, from uh, Afridi. Sort of moved a bit late, and uh, Uzi stuck a bit on the crease. But 
already 126 uh, made for the first wicket. And that leads us into the man that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. David Warner. 164 off 211. Brought up his uh, the, the first 50 off just 41 deliveries. Really set the tempo. Um, good intent. Obviously wanted to, to play his natural game, uh, attacking game. And uh, he loves batting against Pakistan. I think mm-hmm. we were just looking at his test mm-hmm. hundreds before. I think that's his sixth yep. against Pakistan, including his, uh, his career high, 335. Um, there's a few crazy shots. You see that sort of T20 type slog sweep kind of thing over – fine leg that he's sort of yeah. falling over and hit, hit that for six. The one that he played just before he got out, which was like a really, really fine hook shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some uh, some definitely some crossover from his white ball game uh, oh, through, the, through th- the red ball. That's been his game for most of his career. And, mm. you know, once he's on the front foot, he's got his ton and he's attacking. And that's when you start to worry um, and you went after him. After he got he, he got the ton with the uppercut, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over the slips and celebrated as he always does with a big jump and and yeah, bit, uh, of, a yeah, bit of a bit of a shush to a lot of people, I think. Uh, good on him. I I've, I think I've been a little vocal on this podcast mm. uh, in the last few months and years about all this negative rhetoric that he seems to cop and people like to bring his family into things, which I just think is disgusting. Um, you want to question someone's form? Sure thing. We've done it yeah, on this podcast. Yeah. Um, you want to bring up numbers in cricket? Great. Go for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the other sort of vitriol is uh, is certainly uncalled for. Uh, you know, back to the, the top of the show with, with Johnson and his remarks. I think it was a nice uh, fuck you to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some pretty ordinary fielding again. He probably should have been out at, um, 104. Uh, Shazad just... You know, got about three inches of vertical try, mm. trying to get up at mid on. <laughs> uh, went th- straight through his hands, and uh, and then Warner uh, ended up with 164 uh, succumbing late on day one. Uh, he does pass Matthew Hayden and Michael Clark, uh, who are eight six something to go to fifth all time yep. for Australian Test cricketers, and that's that's where he'll finish because Mudge is is the next one ahead of him. Yep. Middle order uh, l- continues, sort of. A run of not great form between Manus and yeah, Smudge. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really need heaps of runs. Um, Manus LBW, Smudge uh, poked outside um, off. They went for 16 and 31. Travis Head looked well and truly Solid. on. Um, and then the big bison. Yeah, and then the bison. We've got to talk about the bison. Uh, it's it, definitely cementing that spot. Yeah. He uh, is probably a little bit frustrated with the way that he got out. Uh, yeah, first ball after lunch on day two. Walking down um, the, the crease and played all around it and top of middle went. Um, but, yeah, really good 90. The, the way he got off the mark, hitting the cover drive on the up, uh, absolutely creamed it. There, there, there's no doubt he is a very strong man with the way he, oh, he's so he, strong. he gets the cricket ball around the field. Bison strength. Yeah. It's like a fucking big thing out of Yellowstone mm-hmm. charging at a mm-hmm. big Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> um, in front of uh, his dad and, and Sean, they're, they're often there yep. um, supporting. Well, hometown for him. Well, so not far for them to go, I suppose. Yeah, but, yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're generally, it doesn't matter where they are. <laughs> I think they're, they're hoping to get a get a, um, a ton. Yeah, um, hometown ton um, would have been nice. Yeah, considering he hasn't played a lot of cricket uh, in Perth. Because mm-hmm. um, I think his last couple of options, he's been rushed into the Ashes team in yeah. England. So, yep. yeah. Not quite, but he had a, uh, a brilliant uh, game and made some runs in the second innings. Yeah, well, yeah. I think he had a great game overall. Good bowls really well too. Good partnership with Carey. Carey made 34. Uh, he got an absolute peach uh, mm-hmm. from Amir Jamal. He's probably the only Pakistani worth mentioning really in this game. Yep. Six for 111 on debut, albeit 
cleaning up the tail uh, in Stark, Cummins and Lime. I thought, oh, maybe that's the uh, best effort ever for from a Pakistani on debut. No, three other Pakistanis have taken seven on debut. Uh, but well done there, Amir Jamal. Pakistan went out to bat uh, about halfway through day two. Started strong. Got off to a really good start. I yep. thought, oh, hang on, here we go. Don't, yeah, it's don't, competitive. Yeah, don't judge a game until both um, you know teams are battled on the deck. And uh, they, they start off really well. Um, and Abdullah uh, Shafiq, uh, he was victim 497 for the GOAT uh, after he charged and flicked it straight to Davey Warner at leg slip. Then Imam Haq. Nephew of Inzaman, uh, he got stumped. Uh, did you see him smack his captain? <laughs> Doesn't get you in the good books, although he might have said to Shan Masood, hey, that was that cost me three rounds, bro. He, uh, he smashed a, uh, mm-hmm. an on-drive that hit, hit uh, Shan Masood at the other end. Uh, Masood, he went to, um, to Stark, a little feather, uh, end of day two. Then they sent in the night watchman, uh, Kurum Shazad. He only made seven. Not much out of uh, out of their middle order. The dangerous man, Baba, uh, when you get him for 21, you, you'd be pretty confident uh, that you'd get through the rest. And uh, and so we did. Then uh, we went out and made five for 233, declared mm-hmm. about halfway through play today. Yeah, after Usman got out. Yeah, and Warner and Love were saying both went early. Yeah, nothing, man. Two for five. And Two we for like, five. Yeah. Again, sort of thought, oh, maybe game yeah, on. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe this isn't going to be uh, all one-way traffic Australia. Uh, but Usman, uh, really handy, 90. Yeah, uh, and with Smudge, kind of steadied it. Yeah, um, 45 for the Smudger. Yeah, head came out and kind of wanted to pick up the pace a little bit, um, got out and then was um, – uh, the Bison, I guess, came in and uh, was happy to smack it around a little bit. 63 knots. Support Osman. So 153 for the for the Bison uh, mm. for just the one dismissal in this test. It was all Australia uh, this afternoon. Uh, the deck started to get a bit up and down. Um, and the, the bit, bit of swing going on? Bit of swing, bit of uneven bounce. Uh, and the big talking point really uh, was Nathan Lyon picking up test wicket number 500. Did it oh, about an hour and hour and a bit ago. Um, had to wait a long time because uh, we were talking about it six months ago that he was probably on track to do it in the Ashes. ashes yeah. And then, uh, you know, infamously tore his calf and has had to re- rehab that and uh, had put his hand up to go play in the ODI World Cup mm-hmm. if needed when Ashton mm-hmm. Agar went down. Um, didn't have to do that. Um, he also said, um, you know, the the – Five, five, uh, not ODIs, the five T20s that we just played against uh, India that he was unavailable for. for, for I think he was interested in doing some pub stuff when that when that was on. But uh, one of uh, one of the best bowlers uh, in in history, really. Uh, Mm -hmm. So five hundred, pretty elusive. Uh, exclusive club, I should say. Yep. Uh, elusive also works. <laughs> uh, so only the third Australian to do it uh, joins the uh, the the real heavyweights in uh, in you know bowlers in in history. Uh, SK Warren seven hundred and eight wickets and Glenn McGrath five sixty three. So the yeah, goat within striking distance. Yeah. So he got one more after five hundred. So he finishes the test on five oh one. So you'd think if he plays another eighteen months, two years, he goes past uh, Glenn McGrath. Interesting, we're talking about averages as yep. well. Yeah, just tick a- over 30, you know, yeah, so you want to tick it under. Average a lot higher than those two blokes, but 
McGrath averages 21.64. Insane, insane career. Even the great Warney averaged 25. So uh, nothing nothing wrong with uh, an average of uh, 30 as a right-arm off-spinner. Also, as we go through that list, not many spinners, Spinners but right-arm offies, there's very, very very few, um, you know, on on that list. So an incredible uh, effort for for a, um, you know, right-arm finger spinner to, to achieve what he has achieved. And now it's kind of, how many will he finish on? Uh, he should catch Courtney Walsh, 5'19", yep. who is seventh all time. So that's everyone. Yep. And then McGraw, we just spoke about on 5'63". He's still 100 behind uh, Stuart Broad. So who, who knows there? That That's to go top five. That that might be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. They play a lot more tests, bring in... Uh, Bangladesh, etc. <laughs> Paddy stats a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Can we can we uh, get his average under thirty? And we're just we're just playing, uh, you know, Zimbabwe at home, Bangladesh at home, uh, yeah. Afghanistan at home. Thank you yeah. uh, to get to get the goats average down. Mm-hmm. I reckon he'd love love to finish that career with it under thirty. Uh, he'd need a few very tidy spells to to be able to achieve that. Yep. Thoughts on the game in general. Uh, I think everyone went as bad as the way we thought it would go. Mm. Um, crowds were a bit lacklustre. Yeah, that's an important point. Um, you know, very empty scenes throughout. Throughout, uh, I think the next two games will have a lot better crowds. Just of course. Of the, the, the timing and the event. The nature of um, it, yeah, public uh, holiday, but, Boxing Day, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't think there'll be any um, uh, challenge at the moment from the Pakistan team. I just don't think they're where they want to be. Um and the Australian squad should uh, do quite handily going forward. I don't think we lose a test this summer barring – well, I don't think there'll be – yeah, the only way there could be a draw is rain, I feel. Yes. Uh, yeah. Throughout the whole summer. Yeah. Um, uh, when do they play the Gabba? Who wind, against? Windies is the last test. So that's around about Australia Day. Yeah, and those Windies tests are also going to be a little bit interesting because there'll be no David Warner for that. Yeah, those. so that will be the, the discussion moving forward as to who is going to be the mm-hmm. heir apparent. Uh, and then we sort of were speaking about it during the week. It's, there's going to be a changing of the guard over the next few years. Yep. Uh, Kawaja's 36, Nathan Lyons 35. Yeah. Uh, even the Quicks are starting to get a little long in the tooth. Yep. Mitch Stark 33, yep. Carey's 32. Because yeah. so. I guess the, the main target for us is the next Ashes. Mm. Um, so that's the 24-25 Ashes. Uh, yes. Yes. Yep. So that's our our summer. Our summer next year. Or is it 25, 26? No, it's not. Is it next year? No, it's got to be the year after. Is it? Yeah. You were actually, no, because it was just the, the, it was an Ashes year this year. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. So we're still two years. Yeah. We're still but two years. I, I'm sorry. So that's the point. You add two years to everyone's age and you're like, oh, this guy's a bit long in the tooth. That's right. Um, yeah, that's right. It's a simple way to do it. So next Ashes, uh, Stark 35, Kerry 34, you know, is there is there um, exactly. discussions around, exactly. around retirement there. Yeah. Um, one other interesting thing that came up, uh, during this test match was a realisation as well because we talked about it last podcast for the Gabba mm. getting knocked down. Mm. So Gabba's unavailable for the Ashes. because mm. um, Manika, Manika. <laughs> True. Hobart, uh, Hobart will get it. Or, uh, or will somewhere else in Brisbane get it? Or go back. Where, well, where do they start? Because I, I... I just feel like Hobart will get it. Yeah. That would be my assumption. Or when are they, they knocking, they, they when are they knocking down the Gabba? Next year, I think. I think we look. No, it's twenty twenty five. We looked at it because they're going to start when that for the Olympics. When does the Gabba get knocked down? I get knocked down, and I get up again. Um, Late twenty twenty five. 
after the Ashes Ooh, test. Okay. There you go. Because they were actually talking about uh, would the Wacker get the first Ashes game and would they double up? Double up in Perth. Not yeah. after that pathetic effort of 15,000 <laughs> people going, they barely fucking deserve one test. Uh, Ashes being different. but Of course. Of course <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I don't see how Perth would get two when Sydney and Melbourne would be like, ah, hello. True, true. But all then uh, – I guess the problem is coming here. They're probably not going to win anyway. It's, it's <laughs> but a world of what ifs because yeah. it's getting knocked down after, after they host yeah. the, the Ashes. After the Ashes. Oh, interesting. Commentary uh, got it wrong then. They were they were saying it's not going to be available. So um, who, where are they going elsewhere? Well, maybe the commentary's got it right and this quick Google search is wrong. wrong. I don't Aust- know. Austria, yeah, maybe they've got to bring that date forward so they can mate, meet the um, uh, Olympics deadline. That's all right. The government will just pull out of the Olympics six months beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not in Victoria, so I think it will be. Uh, what else? Skull. He's been pretty funny. Yes. He might oh, be in the best funny. form of his life. Yeah. The Julian Assange bit. Yep. Yes. Just <laughs> treat your crease like the Ecuadorian <laughs> embassy. Don't leave it. Uh, <laughs> Getting stuck into Ian Smith, Smith. Yeah. talking about a Pakistani that uh, that wouldn't eat for two days each yeah. time. That he they got out. Test. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and he turns to Smith and says, what did you do when New lost? Smitty, a little rotund for those that are just accustomed to listening to him. The bloke, he's like a fine wine, isn't he? He just gets better and better with age. Do yourselves a favour if you haven't. YouTube Skull Brewery Tour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> recollecting the day before an Adelaide yeah. test. He's been, his highlights. Like, go through it. Very good. Big Bash is on. Uh, I know for well, us. Would you have known? Mm. I think their the advertisement this year is kind of. It seems a little down. Yeah, it definitely uh, does seem a little down. Especially when it started. I was like, oh, it's, today's the first day. I haven't seen anything. Uh, we, I didn't see anything about their draft. They did their draft a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, it was a lot quieter, wasn't it? Because yeah, the, like, the first one they were like, no hi- yeah, they were the trying to hype it up. And then I, we, I watched the first one and I was like, this is pretty lame. <laughs> 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 put it lightly. Uh, yeah, and, and in comparison to an NFL or NBA draft, maybe I had expectations a little too high. Yeah. Remember, in life, no expectations, yeah. no disappointments. And, you know, I think the, the main thing happened, um, Gillespie went after Khan and um, then the Stikers retain, restri- um, retained him so he couldn't go anywhere. So, you know, the, the hype of the draft probably died off anyway with the retention. But mm. there was no news about it. There was no yeah, – very, very little. Yeah, and then the first game kind of came around and you're like, oh, it's starting. Mm. Who's playing for who? Like, what's, what's going on? It was, yeah. It was a very quiet – and I wonder if it'll ramp up now that school's kind of finished. Um, yeah. You know, we're kind of into peak – uh, get your kids to um, Big Bash uh, games now, like whether they'll pick up some more of the advertisement, especially with the summer, other summer of cricket. Um, they're not really competing as heavily against the Australian team as they have in recent years with the recent series. But I think it's kind of, to me, the, the way it's going to be marketed is kind of slow death is the way I feel like it's gone. It's felt like that the last few years, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, thanks, uh, Paddy Hogan, in the in the comments there. Uh, the PBL is a wet blanket. <laughs> yeah, that it, it kind of has felt like that. It doesn't have that same allure. Uh, I, I will say when, when they played the first game, it was like, oh, that game's on. It's like, where's all the advertising? Is this rugby? <laughs> Cause, cause that, that's harsh. Because <laughs> it was really quiet. I, I don't think it's quite on rugby uh, uh, level. Yeah. Raylene Castle, <laughs> if you're listening. So. Say hello. Uh, However, it's it certainly doesn't feel like the big bash. Yeah, I'd say even three hype, years ago, yeah. yeah. And I think COVID was a was a big uh, dampener mm-hmm. in the wet blanket of of the BBL. Well, I think there's just so much saturation for T20 leagues that 
Big Bash just can't compete, honestly. Like and I, and, I and just some of the names as well. Like yeah. we've really gotten into the IPL over the last few years and when you're watching IPL compared to Big Bash, yeah. it's just – money, money, money. Uh, it's just, <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference. It's Eon's difference, difference yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, possibly the season is a little too long, um, you know. Uh, they could, do they directly compete with the um, – Caribbean one as well now? Um, yes. So the back end of it, I think they lose some to the Caribbean. Which also, is your prime finals kind of run. Also, no Indians play in the Big Bash yes, League. Yeah. So that's a, um, a yes, BCCI yeah. thing. Um, we do get a few POMs here and there. Yep. Nice to see Quinton de Kock there. Yep. There's a, a few sort of elites uh, in there. Um, and it's obviously it's, it's great for developing young Aussie talent. True. Uh, you know, probably the point of it is is to get a lot of these younger Aussies ready to yeah. to make that next but, step and, and do, pull on do, the green and gold. They do big miss the big eleven, you know, <laughs> you know and that's stars. A, that's, well, that's maybe a problem with it too. In that, uh, you know, if if you the, the face of Australian cricket yeah, aren't involved play, in it, they're so. never playing. That's yeah. right. And how good was it last year? You know, when Smudger was playing yep. and and went on that run and he played in in the in the second game for the Sixers and made sixty odd. Yep. Uh, you know, it's 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 way more fun when when your big names are playing. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Yeah. I think we said it. The season's too long. Yeah. I think it, it fits perfectly in that school window. Is probably where you want to want it to sit. That's what they're after. You know, they're, yeah. they're after they're after kids. They're after you know mm-hmm. f- mm-hmm. female. They're mm-hmm. you know they're, they're trying to grow the game mm-hmm. to, to an yeah. audience. But that's, is, that's is the final still mid mid February? Yeah, I think the, I think the kids are back at school actually. Yeah. When when yeah, well, that's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Shorten it. Bring it forward. Finish. Last week of school, school holiday should be the final. Now, about. could they expand and shorten the season? Would that be an interesting way to do it as well? So could you have two more teams? Obviously, that will dampen, dampen. the talent pool, yeah. but you'd open two more markets. Is that a way to, to, to go about it? Do you bring Kiwi teams? Yeah, that's also a good good shout. Yeah, have two, two, two Kiwi teams in there. I'm sure, I'm sure, team? yeah, you know, I don't even know what the T20 challenge is in, mm, in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Then you'd have two boards working together, but that's a bit of Anzac spirit. So, yeah. yeah, well, I'm just using these comparisons. Like, where am I? If I'm going to add two more teams, where I'm going to get all these players and also generate hype? Well, if, if you I bring in the Kiwis, Kiwis in, then opens up a lot of Kiwis, Kiwis talents. Yeah, yeah. So. but again, you're going to have the same problem. Their their test yeah, summer is, is the same time, yeah. so you're not going to uh, be enticing their test cricketers. That is a good. Um, little segue into the first game where Colin Munro uh, made 99 not for the Brisbane Heat. They're travelling pretty well. Uh, Do you see the game that got abandoned in Geelong? There was – Oh, the pitch, yeah, yes. Yeah, uneven bounce, bit of tennis ball stuff. Uh, I haven't how, how I does that recall like, seeing that. N- no, I don't think there's any – I think there's been plenty of pitches where they're like, oh, this is a bit bit dangerous, but they're like in just a test match. It's like, well, we're, we're here to play, so it'll wear itself out. Yeah. But, but for the, even, I, I don't even like in this. Like how – how does it happen at that level? Yeah, how when you've been in the game, like the people that have turned up, what are you doing for them? Yeah, I don't know if there's refunds or, <laughs> yeah. or what the go is there. This yeah. was at Geelong, so I, they, I presume it was a drop in. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, I'm not even sure there. That's how much Big Bash went that I've, I've watched so far. It's probably concrete, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's just a synth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just the old <laughs> but it looked, it looked like a fourth grade deck that had been uncovered yeah. the night before. Yeah. Uh, it looked ordinary. Mm. And the. The sticks were complaining about it from day dot. Yeah, uh, from from really early on. I think they got through about five overs. Oh, and and that was it. it did look all over the place. But then also, I feel like you have to finish the game. Hey, yeah. Like, do, you, do you just play through it and see if it evens out a little bit? Mm, it's um, 
it's a safety issue, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's not bad. Play from one end and do it for the fans. That's yeah. not bad on. Paddy, yeah, Paddy that's not bad. I think it was one end that was particularly bad. So. Yeah, yeah. Just, so you take out that spot that's obviously causing the issues. Um, and then, yeah. And it's the fans that lose out. It's always the fans, yeah. isn't it? Six, right. six is one. Do they give a winner or anything? No, it's just they split the points. There's nothing. Oh, okay. how, can, how can you have a winner? There's, there's oh, I, was, I was just going to wait. Will this have implications for finals? We're doing Duckworth Lewis. <laughs> you haven't batted. What does the, uh, what is the um, rubric say for a team yeah. that hasn't batted in Duckworth yeah. Lewis? So draw. Okay. Draw is what it says. Six is one. Game five easily. Tom Curran, Ben Dorsch pretty good in that. Heat one game six. Scorchers. As always, look good. Their bowling attack is elite. They won the seventh. Uh, so it's a weird-looking table at the moment because some teams have three games, some teams have one. The two teams have been it definitely feels involved like, in a game that got abandoned. Like you, you're telling me this and I feel like I'll just come back in six weeks and it'll, it, that's when it will matter <laughs> and I'll watch I'll, it then. <laughs> I'll start watching the last few games when they have fun uh, elimination yeah. games. Yeah, that yeah, sound like, like Mike Whitney commentating yeah. Gladiator from the when late when 1990s. Matters. The Eliminator. Yeah. I'm ready. I definitely think it's because they've expanded this. Oh, there's too much saturation, I feel. Mm. Um, probably too much T20 going on elsewhere, which, you know, and then the Australian League's just too long. Yeah. And they've oversaturated it. So, yeah. Heard it here first. Expansion. New Zealand comes in, shorter season. Maybe Canberra team. Let's go. Yeah. Play some, yeah, some Monica games. Definitely. Take it. Bit of other cricket going on. It's always fun to watch England lose. Uh, it's even funner when they're losing to a team that didn't even qualify for the last World Cup. They're back. They're back. Let's go, <laughs> Indies. Uh, they won the ODIs uh, 2-1. Shy Hope making a few runs. They also had a rain-affected game in game three that the Windies won. And they're three games into a five-game T20 series. So one more win for the Windies. Uh, I think that's tonight, maybe tomorrow. Uh, and they, they'll win that series too. We're currently watching South Africa and India. South Africa in the pink kit getting absolutely dicked. Uh, these teams are about half strength. They're not quite the eighty. They're not even eighty percent. Yeah, I think they've just got a couple. But they're there. not quite the teams that uh, Australia and India rolled out after the World Cup yes. in the world's most pointless series ever. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, having said that, they're, they're a touch, crowd touch crowd stronger. Crowd. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, South Africa struggling eight for seventy six. They've steadied the ship. And <laughs> yeah, it did look worse earlier on. <laughs> Uh, New Zealand playing Bangladesh. That's it for cricket. Anything else to add? Nope. Davey Warner, I salute you. Um, I've been hoping and praying that he he went out with a bang. I've uh, I've thought a lot of the commentary around it has been unwarranted. I I had this thought, did he go too soon? Because they're here. So so his last four innings, he won't make runs and they'll say, fuck you, David Warner, (laughs) from our... Our yeah, recliner, just you like you meant too. to get the ton in Sydney. That was the point. So yeah, hopefully it makes the ton yeah, in I, all of them. I think he's definitely going. I think all of the batsmen are going to have a lot of opportunity to score big runs. So yeah, let's hope they can do so. Yeah, and uh, Marnus and Smith and Smudge. I w- never would have thought it. They they're in need of a, of a few runs. Well, I think Smith. Uh, they were saying he averages a ton every five innings. Um, mm. So I think his averages are slowly ticking out because he hasn't had one recently. He's due, baby. All right, let's go the Esky segue. Cricket to NFL. Oh, he broke his ankles. 
playoff picture is absolutely heating up. We'll run quickly through the divisions and then look at the playoff mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the AFC East, uh, the Finns look like they'll probably get that. The Bills have to play the Cowboys tomorrow. That is in Buffalo. So they'll start as favourites in that, a, which is pretty did crazy. Did get a good win over Kansas City last yeah, week. Yeah, so. it was a fun game, wasn't it? Crazy finish. Kadarius. Tony yeah. lined, up it, lined up in the end zone. Oh, those refs, the, the officiating's been in the news again and again. What's the go with that? Like the side judge should have been screaming at him. Is that is that your take on that? Or does he, 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 he was definitely offsides. Like yeah. he, he was 100% he was offsides. Yeah. Uh, uh, he did give a light point to the the, the line judge. Mm. You see that in the video. And then he turned around and he's facing Paddy waiting for the snap count. So whether, you know, he... Hasn't waited long enough to get a response. Um, line judge isn't yelling out to him or he hasn't warned Andy Reid so Reid could throw a timeout. Yeah. All of that, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's hard to say. And uh, it's not the only one. There's, it's, oh, it happens on a lot of NFL a lot plays, of plays that don't get called. Yeah, there's, you know, there's holding on almost every play. Mm. You know, the hel- the hits to the helmet are kind of un- inconsistent as well, mm-hmm. depending on the team. Um, so it's it's a hard game to officiate because it, yeah, it, it's it, not like league where there's a ball carrier and a tackler. And yes, you have to you have to watch the whole line. You yeah. have to get make sure that people are, are there ten back. There you have to is look also at the markers. seven, eight of them. Well, that's the other <laughs> point as well. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's plenty a lot of guys. Of there's heaps of guys in New York. So mm. like, yeah, you'd think they'd be able to get them. Um, they also have a lot more money yeah. than the NRL. And I and I've have think the the big push on the re, in on the um, officiating because influencing games has a direct comp- relation with the gambling over there. It's yeah. It's actually um, I've put a note in there that uh, yeah, what's, you, what is the game you, with that? You can you can buy like you can go to Walmart and buy gift cards. So for, you buy a hundred dollar gift card for punting, but I, but it's for all the various um, you, you know apps. So for us it'd be sports bet. For there it's like DraftKings, mm. etc. So. Um, you know, these six apps are where you can spend this gift card of $100 of your betting. That's uh, actually sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, you love that. So, like, Sarah, just, Sarah, get on this. That's what I wanted, a $100 sports bet gift card. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, things like that. And it's 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 definitely growing in a massive, massive thing. And mm. you, you can see, I've seen video of guys that drive over state boundaries. Because uh, it's different in, yeah, it's Because some, some states it's not legal, other states it is. Yeah. And it depends on where you, because it's geolocated to your phone. So if you're over uh, the state boundary, you can put a bet on. Yeah, right. So um, like there's people on the sides of highways. Like, Selling them. You know, no, no, there's like three or four cars they've just pulled off so they can mm. put their bet on because uh, they've crossed the state boundary. Go and then the they, punt. Yeah, and then they turn around and go home. So. Same thing here, mate. New South Wales <laughs> ACT bar change the laws a little yes, bit and have yes. to do the same thing going yes. out to Queanbeyan. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I, I think that fo- hyper focus on those results and you know directly impacting results in games and mm. potential lawsuits um, <laughs> from, that, from that, big. That's better. the thing the NFL is yeah about. from big from big be- yeah from betters is um, why officiating mm. is so in the in the in the focus of the media because it is you know it directly impacts results of games so um, right or wrong. Uh, some wrong, some right, but there you go. What a country, hey! Eight yeah. days' time could be opening up two Christmas presents, yeah. one tiny little package with my hundred dollar DraftKings uh, card <laughs> and a big <laughs> AR fifteen. Exactly what <laughs> I wanted, wanted for Christmas. Yeah. Let's go, oh, yes. <laughs> crazy country. Um, Bill Belichick it's done, possibly done. I think all the reports are saying he's done. Am um, I going to let him go? Um, 
I saw her. That's the Simpsons meme, hey. So after 20 years, so long and good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, There was a bit of a rumour floating around there might try try to trade for Mike Fable. Um, Mm -hmm. The Titans are kind of a bit iffy at the moment. And given the New England connection. Exactly. Um, uh, Whether they also, you know, want to start fresh. Um, There's that idea. Mm. And then, you know, with the Chargers sacking their coach, Bill's been talked about as a direct replacement to go to um, go to LA because uh, you know he's they've got the future stuff they've got the franchise quarterback Justin Herbert mm. um, so Bill can do what Bill does and that's build elite defenses so mm-hmm. um, yeah make uh, which I don't want because we've now got Andy Reid Sean Payton in there and the Raiders just fired their coach I don't want Jim Harbaugh to go to the fucking Raiders yeah and Bill Belichick I was like oh my god there's too much coaching talent in the West well that's a that's a good little segue into the West and. Speaking of the Chargers, they do need a new defense after leaking 63, 42 and a half. Hammond, Hammond, Hammond. I took, I took the unders in this game. <laughs> the, the unders were 41, so I lost at halftime. And they were coming off of a three, uh, a three, three, nothing, three nothing game. Yeah, they scored zero points the week before they scored 63. And their defense scored three touchdowns in this? Two, so, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Definitely two. I, don't, yeah. I can't remember if they got third because they got the. A wicked one-handed intercept mm-hmm. from the defensive end and then the nose tackle ran 50 to on a fumble recovery. Big man with football. Yeah, I think he'd played like 12-something seasons and that was, you know, his that first kind of touch yeah, you know, touchdown. For a nose tackle, unsurprised. Big yeah, they, they don't score a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, big man with football running down there. But, yeah, those both those teams, uh, I think I'll um, – I don't think – I think Panthers are the only team officially eliminated from mm-hmm. the playoffs. Mm. Um, but they are a long way back at this stage. Yeah, there's a few that are not officially but may as well be. Yeah. Uh, your Broncos, not a great effort today against the Lions. Ooh. You were pretty tough. fired up because the Broncos have been trending in the right direction. Yeah, tough tough kind of matchup for the Lions, uh, for Broncos. I didn't think we'd win going in there and, they'd, you know, it's a tough team. Um, you definitely can see they've clearly got holes. They're not a Super Bowl winning team, but I think they'll sneak in the playoffs because um, they've got uh, those two teams we mentioned before, Raiders and Chargers, plus New England as their final three. So they should mm. finish 10 and 7. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kansas City are only one game ahead uh, currently. So, you know, praying for another Kansas City loss. I think they've lost, what, two straight and they're like one and f- – they're not one and five, are they? They're, they actually had a pretty dismal run lately, um, the Chiefs, much to my delight, of course. Um, but they're keeping it close there in the West. The Chiefs do play the Giants tomorrow, so good luck. Should, uh, but should. let me tell you how they – yeah, because they've definitely tra- no, trended no, down. You, your your man – Good old Tommy, Italian Tommy's going to get the job hey, done. Hey, <laughs> how good is 80,000 people giving the old hey, fun Cutlets, emoji? He's been pretty good. He hasn't been bad. They've won three in a row, I think. So yeah, yeah. Um, their defense is actually – Giants' defense is pretty pretty decent. Mm. Um, Kansas City should be a tough ask for them, but, hey, they're, they're – no, two and one – Four, five, five, uh, two and four. Two and so, so that's the last six games. They've only won two, um, which was at Las Vegas and Miami after starting the season six they and one. They also get a good run home with Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, uh, and Chargers. I misspoke. They're playing the Patriots. So probably more likely to win tomorrow yes. than uh, playing hey, DeVito and uh, and the, the Giants. Yeah, because yeah, I think every one of those teams is playing backups at the moment. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Yeah, so Chiefs are winning the division, bro. Sorry to let yeah, you know. Yeah, they should win, finish one game ahead. So then, um, but you're also pretty. You're speaking like, oh yeah, the Broncos are finishing ten and seven. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll finish 10 so. You reckon? Yeah. They've already beaten the Chargers. They play them again. It's so and hard no to, to win all the games you're meant to win. I know, I know. And I think they've got a lot of those at home as well. Okay. Um, they've got to play the Raiders again and they should beat the Raiders. Just, they should have beat him the first time. They scored 63 points. Yeah, against the Chargers though. <laughs> but I think I've given I love up your optimism. Uh, and they're playing New England. Like They've all got... Negative records. I just clicked on Brisbane Broncos 2023 <laughs> season. Also a very good season. Denver Broncos 2023 season. This is their run home. Patriots, Chargers at home yep. at Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. That's a huge one in week 18. So, yeah, I feel at those two home games, they should definitely win those. Yeah. Uh, and then, then a, a big one uh, at the Raiders to finish the season. And the AFC West is not the hottest division in the Ooh, AFC. That it would be the AFC North. Uh, Bengals won this morning, yep. overtime against Vikes. Yep. Steelers Lost. got handily beaten by the Colts, but every team is 500 and over. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the Steelers are done though. Yeah, I'll have a look at their run home. You'd think it would be highly unlikely that all the, three the, te- the team all four teams losing, go through. Losing the plot. Like, um, you know, Harris, just a, I don't, just don't think it is. Is it and, um, you know, the pickings, their antics and things like that. Uh, yeah, their offense is a bit of a basket case. Yeah. However, they run they run the ball not too bad between Jalen yeah. Warren and Najee Harris. Yeah, uh, it's it's really their defense that has to try and win them games. Yeah. You see the TJ, be lucky to, TJ Watt stuff? Uh, with a concussion. Yeah, yeah. and the smelling salts on and, the sideline. And then they put a dark visor on his face Bro. so they couldn't see. Like he's, he, And he was in the concussion pro- protocol. Like, yeah, that's 100%. At least get him in the sheds and get him on the, on yeah. the smelling salts. On the sidelines in the NFL. Crazy. Uh, what is this Steelers running home? Don't even have it here. I think I agree with you. I think that loss really hurts them. They're currently 10th. Uh, yeah. In the and AFC, are they and they're last in their division. And so. they're last in their division. Yeah, but uh, the other three certainly could go th- go through. Eight and six for Bengals. Eight and five for Browns. Um, and Baltimore obviously will will go through at ten and three. Yep. AFC South. Yeah, football Jesus. Y- yes, you said he'd be Jesus if he come back in a week, and he did. Yeah, I think that uh, looked nasty. Oh, I and I, uh, you know, everyone. Well, I've seen a lot of things like did. Trevor overreact maybe a little bit to no to it his would hurt it would hurt yeah, yeah. Um, but you know the way he acted it kind of looked like he died yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hence the point of he'd risen from the dead and played I don't think a he week like later he died yeah. he didn't look like Demar Hamlin he, yeah. he looked like he got his foot stepped on by a three hundred and something pound bloke which yeah, I imagine would over. hurt a lot but uh, I think the way you know getting off and they act like thinking high ankle sprain like a couple yeah. of weeks kind of thing but a week kind of turn around. Maybe could have finished out that game. Maybe could have well, won spec- that game. well, I'm sure that would have hurt a lot, uh, and probably swol- you know, swollen like anything. But yeah, you know, they get the best, the best treatment, the best is. treatment in the world. Probably a few injections, and he possibly shouldn't have been playing weekend just gone because he looked ordinary and they lost. So um, that's that. But uh, Jags, yeah, is there anyone else in the south? Like uh, I think Colts with their win today could go close. Yes, um, I'll, I've got it here. Yeah, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts Colts go eight and six actually. Yeah, so. Texans are close, but um, they CJ Shroud's got the concussion, so they're going to struggle, I think, without him. And who are they play tomorrow? That'll be a good question. They're all all Cleveland, so that's a big game because both of them are, are in the wild card race there in the AFC. And Joe Flacco signed his one year deal to, be, to come back and be the starting quarterback. Lord he's pretty boy pretty, Flacco. He's pretty solid for that for them. 
He just he just needs to score enough points, not turn the ball over, and let that defense. That defense go to work. nasty. Yeah. Miles Garrett dropped off in the sack race a little mm-hmm. bit. Is uh, Khalil Mack? Is he leading it? Uh, no, Hunter's leading it now. Daniel today. NFL sack most sacks. Yeah. I don't so think Mac sack, was, sack race will come up. It was fifteen five, and I think Hunter took him over. Uh, we will jump over to the NFC in just a yeah. second. That's not the right stats there. Not the right stats, but it's the right pick. It's still Khalil Mack, according to this ESPN. Shindig. Oh, no. TJ Watt has. TJ Watt's 16. Hunter, 15 and a half. Khalil Mack, 15. Trey Hendrickson, 15. There you go. It took a long time to find out that. We miss you, monkey. Uh, NFC? Does that that mean Blaine's going to get that? Uh, after, watch, the NFC after East, watching we'll him, after watching him get torched, uh, it's one game by one DK. Game. No, I don't think he should be the most valuable player on defense in the NFL. I think he's got, he's got it over those guys currently. So. Well, with the, with the, the he still got an intercept of that game. So, and his intercept and touchdown numbers are still good. Your ju- game against DK. You're just speaking DK. speaking as a um, Former defensive back here. I think you got your def- defensive back coloured glasses on. Miles Garrett is a dollar ninety. How is Aaron Rodgers in the comeback player of the year award? <laughs> yeah, for three snaps. <laughs> Deron Bland, he's fourteen dollars. That's shorter than what he was last time that we looked at it. I believe, or a bit around the same. It's interesting. Michael Parsons is that, that high. Considering mm. sack so. numbers are down, but he must be doing plenty of other shit. And yeah. their defense is being good. good. And that's another thing, Darren Bland as well. Sometimes the teammates, uh, you know, take some votes off you. Definitely potential. Not that it and works. They got Bills. doesn't work like the Brownlow, but anyways. We've got Bills, Eagles got Seahawks. I think that bro- both those teams should probably win those games. So. Oh, Cowboys have to go to Buffalo. So mm. if there's weather and they're so much better at home than they are away. Denver, that's a, Denver won in Buffalo. So <laughs> easy, <fun>. man. Easy. <laughs> Um, so that's a huge, huge game tomorrow. Cowboys versus Bills. Yeah. Eagles should beat the Seahawks, you yeah, would I think. Because so. I'm pretty sure Drew, Drew Locke's going to start again for the Eagles. Um, Gino's been hurt. And those luck, luck. Cowboys and Eagles maybe aren't the best two teams in the in the NFC because the 49ers won five in a row. Mm-hmm. They hammered the Eagles a couple of weeks ago. Yep. CMC. They're very good when healthy. CMC's paying a dollar thirty to score touchdowns. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um they're by far and away the best team in the NFC West. Seahawks and Rams sniffing for a wild card. Do you think they're the best team in the NFC? Uh, healthy team, yeah. Uh, so you're, yeah, Ca- ca- yeah. Caveat. Yeah. Caveat, yeah. Yeah, when, when they're missing one of their guys, it kind of really throws off their, their processes and their schemes. Um, so at the moment, I think they're, they're, you know, they've kind of shown they dominate the Eagles. Um, I think Jalen's probably playing a little bit hurt, um, honestly. He just hasn't looked like himself from recent weeks. A little hurt, you reckon? Yes, a little hurts. Um, but I think um, hurts like that setup. Yeah, uh, Brock, I think's probably where's he in the MVP chat? Favorite. We'll, so, we'll get to that in okay. a second. But he is the favorite. Mister mm. Irrelevant is the favorite to be the NFL MVP. I've seen a lot of things about. Um, was it there uh, when they went? Uh, what are they? What's the record at the moment? Are they ten and three. Ten and three. Yeah, I think they showed a – And I think they have an easy game tomorrow as well. Yeah. I think they got comparable stats for Jimmy G's year where they went 11-2 and two and it's like the same. It's like they have the same stats. 11-2? and 14-2? and two? 
uh, at, this, at the point in the season. Ah. So they're 11-2 at that point in the season. I'm. Uh, that's a horrible thing that I just said. Monday Night Football is 49ers versus Ravens. Mm-hmm. It could be the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. It was a Super Bowl 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That was the one when the lights went out, I yep. think. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, NFC North. Like a, what you talking about? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Things go round and round <laughs> in circles like a Post Malone song. Yeah. NFC so, so, so my point North. on the Jimmy G thing, oh, like, yeah. you know, I think the media might look at that a little bit. Um, I think he's probably a better talent than Jimmy G was in that team. But also the stats look very similar. Yes, you can say that. And Kyle Shanahan's there just doing his thing, mm. doing his job. But. Like you said, his teammates maybe help him out a little bit. They, mm. That rhetoric, but you know, they miss a couple of guys and then they lose three straight. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about the MVP in just a second. We'll finish on the divisions and the playoff race. Mm-hmm. Detroit, uh, obviously, big win today against the Broncos. Yep. They go ten and four. My Packers, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> we look at their schedule and we're like, yeah. after the Lions and Chiefs, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> they beat the Lions. Mm. And then I was like, they got an easy schedule, man. Yeah. They, they, they can win the division. Like yeah. I was like, forget it, playoffs. Like they can win the division. And then they lose and then, the jobs. And then, <laughs> hey, hey, fucking Tommy DeVito goes out and uh, and beat him. Uh, lose by a point or two points, whatever it was on Monday Night Football. He's really turned that so team, packed. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, they're still well and truly within a sniff uh, of a wild card. Vikes gone a bit cold too. Uh, they look like yeah, and played red hot early in the year. Played Nick Mullins today, and he threw one of the worst picks you'll see, getting tackled by like the nose tackle, mm. and then threw the ball to him. Oh gosh! Like, as he's falling Get, over, he trying threw, to throw it away, he, just, he threw it to the boy. The, 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 the nose tackle tackling. sitting on his bum like this, and the ball just come straight to it. it. Was like oh, <laughs> thank you. Christmas has come Ooh, early. Yeah. Here's my hundred dollar DraftKings uh, yeah. gift voucher. Yeah, exactly. An AR fifteen and the football. <laughs> yes. Let's go. NFC South, the most mud division in football, three-way tie for first. Uh, whoever wins that division will will go through and whoever yeah. – Who, Who's that between? So that's Atlanta. Saints, 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 Atlanta and Bucks are all six and seven. I feel like the Bucks might be the best of those three. Yeah, it might really depend on their run home. I, their defense has been banged up all year. Yeah. So if they start getting healthy – I like home. the Saints with their defense. That's that yeah. would be my pick, but again, just, it's probably all run home. Yeah, well, Derek Carr's probably hasn't done hasn't been great the last couple of weeks either. That's so. why I said their defense. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Panthers tickets going for fifty cents, 40, <laughs> 45. 40, two quarters, bro. Mm. Um, yeah, the cheapest tickets, of course. Going, no one wants to go see them play at the moment. And yeah, I'll go to an NFL game for forty five. <laughs> yeah, uh, so fair and struggle. They've only won one game. One, yeah, it's been bad. And uh, they, they obviously they, the they didn't get the best quarterback in the draft, it would seem. Yeah, currently. Playoff picture as it currently stands. Baltimore will be the one seed in the AFC. Then Finns, Chiefs, Jags. And then it starts to get really interesting for the wild cards. Yeah. So this graphics from before well, today. today so so, yeah. so Browns, Browns and Colts. Colts stay. Yeah, and then Steelers, Steelers fall out. Mm-hmm. Who's then Bengals, I think. Bengals won today. Yeah, so Bengals it'll, be, it'll be Bengals in there. Um, so then, as we mentioned, uh, Texans, Broncos and Bills still in the hunt. Fuck, there's some good teams, man. Like, I'd be mm-hmm. very surprised, you know, at the start of this year if you told me the Bills would miss out. Yeah, Bills missing, like, where the Bills are. Yeah. Um, They've got some work to do. That's why that Cowboys game is so big tomorrow. Mm-hmm. NFC, uh, 49ers are the one seed. I think they're the best team probably in the NFL uh, for mine. Cowboys, Lions, Bucks. Yep. 
Yeah. Now, this that is completely uh, up in the open. We just spoke about the NFC South, South yeah. and Cowboys and Eagles are, are both toe to toe for toe. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Eagles, Vikes, Packers. That was before this morning. So the Vikes may have dropped out. Mm. So it's all. They're, they're, they're probably still there because the others haven't played. The others yet. haven't played. So, so, so Rams and Seahawks were well within a sniff. And then the other two NFC South teams, Falcons and yeah. so Rams, Saints. Rams get hurt. They're kind of getting a bit more healthy. So they're kind of back to where they need to be. Mm. Um, yeah, they could really push, but we'll see. MVP, Brock Purdy, as Affa mentioned, Tootles 40. Uh, Dak Prescott, Tootles 50. As it stands, it would seem to be a two-horse race. I think those odds fluctuate so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, think week to week. I think it's wide open. Recency balance, of course. So Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen all around sort of 7 to 13 to 1. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at 19. I feel like that's more on name value. I think he's had a really down season by his lofty standards. Oh, definitely. But they, that is, they have struggled at wide receiver this year. So. And again, that's not completely his fault. No. He, on talent, yeah, he's still probably the most talented, you know, footballer ever perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly from his lofty standards uh, having a down year. This is where it gets interesting – I feel like if there's any year where a skill position deserves it, Tyreek and CMC are right in the conversation. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see Tyreek if he's good. Uh, can you get an update on that uh, for tomorrow? Yeah, I think he's playing Tyreek's. Um, so playing. similar kind of uh, presentation he's, to he's Trevor Lawrence. 430. Well, Tyreek did come back in that game and played. Yeah, so, you're, so you're calling <laughs> Trevor Lawrence the man who's never missed a game in his, Fibber, career, Fibber. In his career. You're calling him a, a, a softcock, essentially. <laughs> That's your words. Hi, Trevor, would you like an interview in Australia? Um, yeah, I just feel like no – like as good as Purdy's been, as good as Dak's been, I don't think they've been leaps and bounds yeah, ahead at, at their position, whereas these two guys have been – by far the best running back and wide receiver in the NFL. So he's 460 yards short. If he gets 2K, man, like, hey, like, to him, th- man. like it's a, let's put it this way to be in the conversation, he has to get 2K. Do you reckon? Yeah. Because you got to remember what, what was Cooper Cup season? Was that last, last yeah, year? Yeah. He like had it, like 1,900 something. He had like 17 touchdowns. I think it's two yeah, years like, ago. Yeah. And didn't even come close. However, the quarterback play was better. In terms of lofty numbers, yes, yes. Um, so it's yeah, nineteen hundred yards. He finished sixteen touchdowns. Sixteen touchdowns. Um, what's CMC doing at the moment for touchdowns? Let me check out CMC. Yeah, it's hard because he's definitely caught a few, and and he had that run where he scored at least a touchdown a game for what did it end up being? 14, 15 games. Like it went mm-hmm. into last season. Mm-hmm. I think there's been one game this year where, where he hasn't scored. So he's only just topped 1,000 yards. He's got 12 touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, so then throw Another in his, fifth, his, his receiving stats. you got to go sideways to get those ones. Just tells me 50. When you say it like that, it, it doesn't sound like an MVP caliber season, does it? You know, 1,000 yeah, on the ground, he's maybe gets 1,400. Well, he's got – well, they put it this way. He's got 52 receptions this year mm-hmm. currently. And he's had years where he's had over 100 for the Panthers. Crazy, hey. <laughs> and of course, to, well, he's here, look, he's two, 2019 season for the Panthers. He had 1,300 yards, 15 touchdowns and 116 receptions. What? Uh, what's? How many receiving touchdowns? Um, got to get it on the phone. It doesn't give me the full stats. Oh, you don't, can't get the widescreen. Yeah, the, it doesn't give me those extra ones. So i got to get the – Maybe he's been a better fantasy asset than he has uh, been in terms of record-breaking yes, yes. numbers. That's he's by far and away – Running back one, and I wish I took him instead of Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. In Look, hindsight, based on health, yeah, yeah, probably. But 
Well, yeah, you that, can't. You can't. Well, that's what I was, Justin Jefferson never missed a game, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and CMC had been injury plagued. And the man who often sits to my right has CMC because we both sucked the year before. <laughs> uh, 52, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. So he's got 17 total touchdowns. So he's definitely on track for over 20 total touchdowns. But, yeah, that's still comparable to other years where he hasn't won. Yeah. So, a bit uh, more of a stretch and the odds reflect that at 46 to 1. Yeah. Let me uh, NFL touch QB TDs. Is anyone over 30 TDs? In a season? No, no. For, so far this season for the quarterback. Sorry. Oh, for quarterbacks? Because mm, I'm, I'm pretty Dak sure. Dak might be close. Because I'm pretty sure by this point we do have a couple. Dak's only at 28. Like, uh, 28? I feel like we would. Has Josh Allen thrown 30? No. No one's yeah. even close. 26 for twenty-six for Goff because he got. Yeah. Okay. 24 for Tua, 20 for Shroud. Purdy's got 25. 28 for Dak. Allen's got 25. Jordan Love's got 23. Russell's got 24. Where'd be Mahomes' numbers there? There's Mahomes. Only 23. How many picks? This thing doesn't like to scroll. Uh, picks He's throwing like 10. 11. Yeah, so that's, that's not a Mahomes yeah. type ratio, is it? Yeah. Yeah, all the Denver fans love to throw out comparisons for him and Wilson's stats this year and Wilson's mm. significantly ahead of him, except mm. for yards because Wilson hasn't been throwing much deep stuff. But, um, you know, completion percentage, touchdowns, intercept ratio, um, it's all in favour of. Denver quarterback. It's interesting because yeah, I, I, by those numbers, I think your point there's, like there's, there's no, no re- standout. There's no standout. Like, yeah. like I feel like of that, Lamar and Hurts probably the most likely to steal this award. Um, just we, if they have a good final month, you know, throw a bunch of touchdowns, run a bunch, get some more you know rushing ones. I think Hurts probably hasn't thrown enough passing touchdowns this year. He's got I think eleven or twelve rushing touchdowns already. Mm-hmm. Um, the tush push, uh, but I think. Jackson for mine at seven probably makes the most sense as a guy that could push late and, and steal this award. So he, at seven dollars, he's my my favorite. There. He also has uh, those insane games in him. You know when he, he throws for three touchdowns yeah. and like poop r- game. And r- runs for two. The and poop game's the best one. Where he, <laughs> we had to go off, take his shit, come back, and then drop forty on the Cleveland Browns to win that game. That's mm. yeah. He, he he's won the MVP before. He um, can definitely uh, do it again. I might get some Lamar. Jackson stats up. I'll just talk about the Tyreek as well. Tomorrow they play the Jets, uh, mm-hmm. which means he gets sauce. sauce yep. Yeah, so uh, uh, a saucy and matchup, if you will. His update was they were letting him determine uh, whether he will start or not. He'll want to play for sure. Yeah. Well, he, his goal was 2,000, so um, see if he can get there. Inject that ankle up, boy. Well, what year did Lamar win the MVP? <sighs> Three seasons ago, four seasons ago, wasn't during COVID. Yeah, it was before then. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, it wasn't his rookie year, which was twenty eighteen. So twenty nineteen, he threw thirty six touchdowns to six intercepts, and then had where's his rushing numbers? That's going to be here. Twenty nineteen, another seven touchdowns on the ground. So he's already at five touchdowns this year. The yeah. rushing yard to be down, won't it? Yeah, he's only at 600 though mm. compared to the 1,200 in that yeah. year. And then his passing stats, 16 touchdowns, 6 intercepts. So he's probably not. See, looking at those numbers, that, that's nowhere near where he was in 2019. Yeah, he's, he's 20 passing touchdowns off where he finished with mm. four games to go. So mm. unless he's thrown five touchdowns a game for the last month. Um, man, if Ty- I'm going to say it. We've already said it, but if Tyreek gets 2,000, give that man the MVP. Yeah. 
Anything else to add for the NFL? Nope. Oh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to get cleared. And if what? they if they why play? What's because they're not technically eliminated. I think it depends on if they win tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I maybe he gives it a go. For me, the risk 16. is way, way, way too high. I like in my job as well. Very interested. You yeah. know, do, do a bit. It's of the, quite interesting. The physical therapy. Because because for me, um, Tim Patrick, the wide receiver for Denver, did his Achilles on the thirty first of July, mm. and. Um, <laughs> Rogers did his week one in September. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's going to play. I wonder. Do you know if he had a speed bridge? That that's the new true. The new operation that they're uh, they've, that they're doing. Ruled him out for the season. I see him on the sidelines hyping it up. So he's definitely mobile. But yeah, maybe also different. Your wide receiver probably needs his Achilles more than the quarterback yeah, explosive, does. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe long. They're taking a more of a uh, safer approach with him, but. It's yeah, you kind of for me that's kind of the comparison. It's just like wow, he's it's he's had you know, it's almost three months more yeah. um, recovery time, and he's not even close. So the surgery that they are doing has been around for two, three years, I think. Mm. Uh, it's called uh, it's a, a speed bridge repair. So generally, uh, Achilles repair, they have to do a huge slice down yep. the back of your Achilles, and then fix it like that. Uh, this speed bridge is minimally invasive. It's only two small incisions. Mm. Uh, they're able to from pretty much. Outside mm-hmm. of you get these two little – two screws go in, that's that's invasive, and yep. then the rest of it pretty much happens outside. They get two little yeah. um, sutures in there and they're able to tighten it from the outside. Yeah. So then all the swelling and inflammation and everything is a lot lower than yes, the old yeah. type of surgery. Still, having said that, it's – Shouldn't be a four-month recovery. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, like kind of whatever dolphin months. noises he's listening to and the ayahuasca that he's drinking, yeah, it's yeah. certainly working. Uh, but for mine, I just I don't see them making the playoffs. Um, they're third in that division. Uh, they have to beat Miami tomorrow, which I don't think is going to happen. Then they have two games. Why risk it? I feel like the risk is a lot higher than the reward there for Aaron Ward. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Waskley Webber. I agree, uh, and I, I just think he should just focus on on twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's especially in their division at the moment. Like, um, well, I guess like it's it's probably hard to. Let me tell you who they're playing after after my yeah. What's well. what's what's their run home because uh, New York Jets. You know, like season. the bill, the Bills are in second place. Like they could finish second. Um, uh, well, they got Dolphins to start with. So Dolphins hard game. But then they f- – this is their run home. Commanders easy. Commanders at Cleveland, at New England. I re- at, at Cleveland I think is probably hard. Hard. But, but New you, England know, and- you know who thinks that they're three winnable, winnable games? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, true. So there's maybe the, the – so What the, if they won one? That's two, his why. They've only won five. So they'll be, they'll be five and nine if they lose tomorrow morning. So then they'd have to win out to finish eight and nine. I feel uh, like that, that's, that's, I feel like eight and nine doesn't get you no, in. No, I think you're gonna have to win pretty close to ten games to make the playoffs. Yeah. So the even if they win out, they finish nine and eight. Yeah. So so they have to win tomorrow, and yeah. I feel like that's unlikely at Miami. So for mine, why risk it? Yeah. If they somehow magically manage to win, then yeah, maybe they they and some of the other results go their way. Then yeah, he might consider it, but. That's why I think tomorrow is the big decision. And they're also they, a game, they'll, yeah. they're also two games behind the Bills, sorry, so they yeah. need the Bills to, be, like, to lose. So well. it's not just about him coming back and winning out, which is highly unlikely. They also need other results. Yeah, they can't so, win that division yeah, because so, the Dolphins have got that, but they can they um, compete enough in the AFC to steal a wild card spot because it is quite open there. Um, their problem is, of, is how strong the AFC North is because yeah. at least two teams will go 
out of the AFC North. Most likely. Yep, for mine, stay home, listen to the Dolphin music. Um, Get ready for next year. Yep. Uh, petition to change the turf to, to grass. <laughs> I'll sign up. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! The Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA's wet dream win um, the, the inaugural in-season tournament. Uh, the biggest franchise winning their, their new concept. Uh, mm-hmm. They beat the Pacers uh, mm-hmm. by 14 points in the final. Now, that is the only game from the tournament that is not a regular season game. It does, doesn't, doesn't count? It doesn't count. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so everything else they... It's just part of their record. Able to, able to work it out. What were your thoughts on the in-season tournament in general? I think we've covered it. Like they wanted to hype up the start of the season. It's a long season. Competing with football. Yeah, you make that you know pre-Christmas conversation on the NBA mean something because usually it's just like oh wait until after Christmas and then you can kind of see you know where the teams are, who's going to be good, etc. I'm potentially going to make a run. Um, so you know get interested in the early games, make sure they matter a bit more. This is kind of the point, and I think they've done it. Um, I think the Lakers need to celebrate like they won a championship. Mm, probably <laughs> champagne. And everything. It was, it was, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I guess. But but if you're if you're yeah. on the back end of the the, the twelve, and yeah, like the guy's just, not in the starting five. That's right. It? You've ridden the pine and just made yeah. half a million bucks. Yeah, it matters I, to them. That's yes, right. Definitely. I'd be i get the champagne yeah. out. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of the jokes that um you know LeBron's a goat because MJ never won it in in season tournament. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, but but Bronny has more career uh, college points now than than LeBron ever had. So <laughs> there's that one too. True. Uh, so yeah, I think they they wanted to do something. They've tried it. And I guess generated enough interest in it. Uh, whether the the longevity of that can then maintain the the interest uh, will be interesting to see in seasons to come. But mm. yeah, I think it's kind of an idea that'll be good for a couple of years and then might die off Quite and then go back to more traditional kind of. Uh, basketball, but I mean, it was interesting. They got to fuck off some of those courts for mine. That, yeah. that nearly gave me a migraine. Yep, some of them were way too leery. Mm. Couldn't see the ball. Didn't know what was mm. going on. Some of them I thoroughly liked. The yeah. more yeah. understated ones, where it just wasn't uh, an absolute, um, you know, visual explosion, and you know, mm. your, your cerebral cortex is trying to process everything at a million miles an yeah. hour. Yeah. Um, some of them that yeah, where the, there was less color but still a bit more larish than your average court, I quite liked. And yeah. some of them, I was like, this I can't watch. Yeah, to use a cricket comparison, you know, the t what tweet t twenty is to test cricket. You know, they kind of we need to find that nice balance of what's what's like a fun event that has a bit extra from your traditional basketball um, that they can uh, you know. In, uh, Generate hype, get pay more people to the games, uh, make it more more interesting uh, for the start of the season. And uh, like you say, I think they maybe gone too far one way. They got to just find that nice kind of middle ground that then uh, makes it good, makes it fun, makes it sustainable. Probably, is maybe. yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like the concept. It obviously mm. needs a uh, a little bit um, of uh, tinkering. Let's put it that way. Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. Uh, absolute brain explosion for a bloke who's had a few in his career. Yeah, just coming off a uh, suspension, of course. Mm, turning for, around. For his rear naked, so he's gone to right hook. Maybe he needs yeah, well, to so he's worked, his He's MMA. worked on his grappling <laughs> and his striking. <laughs> yeah. So uh, once he can kick, uh, he'll, be, uh, he'll be a complete fighter. Yeah. 
How tall is he? Bad, is he? Man. Is he six ten? No, he's six seven, six eight. He's not a he's not a huge power forward. Yeah. It'd be still 220, 240. Oh, he's heavyweight. Yeah, he's heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. It's just like where where would he where would I insert him into the he's heavyweight? He- he's heavyweight. He's not cutting a two oh five, I don't no, think. No. no. He's certainly a heavyweight and, uh, yeah, maybe he needs to look at a different career at the moment because these are starting to happen yeah. way too frequently. Uh, now it's an The in- indefinite suspension is interesting. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I Look, I don't think the NBA is coming out and saying you're done. Done, yeah. Uh, I think Jar's maybe a good yardstick. So mm-hmm. Jar getting 25 games for the mm-hmm. gun flashing uh, who will actually be back pretty soon. Yeah, he's been in – I think he's been in court recently for his um, – did he punch a teenager? Like he fought a teenager in a in a pickup basketball game? I think that. I was, think that did happen. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's in his court case for that at the moment. Stay away from teenagers, <laughs> NBA players. Stay away from them. <laughs> um, yeah. So Draymond, I feel like we'll get twenty odd. Yeah, um, I think they'll take some time. Make sure he's all good. Uh, there isn't anything extra going on, and um, maybe he's just come to the realization that um, the Warriors suck, and he's. He's just tanking in the season. He's just like, oh, I'll happily be suspended. Mm, bad. And they, like, without him, they don't play very well. Like, they don't have many good bigs. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen, seen some people saying, uh, should Curry go elsewhere? Like, should he be wasting his remaining years? The old Warriors? Like, this is the, the Dame chat for the last few years. Yeah, yeah. And Dame, obviously, we know what – you know what he he decided to do. Uh, I don't feel like it's a exactly the same comparison. Steph mm. has obviously achieved everything if, yeah. with with the Warriors. Uh, but yeah, I'd geez, be, be be interesting. We found some fun locations that you potentially end up. Mm. Put him on that Lakers team. Fuck. <laughs> I, I feel like he wouldn't go there. No, no. but you never know. It's, it's they're, they're missing so piece. A, yeah, well, that's my point. <laughs> that's certainly their missing piece. There's, you know, there's some fun conversations you could have about, mm. you know, if you want, if Curry wanted to move. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you mentioned Dame. I did mention Giannis. He put 64 up the other day as well. Crazy so, man. So I, uh, I was looking at um, someone's list for top players in the NBA, and they had uh, Giannis at six, and I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> who was like, one? Uh, Joker. Joker, Joker was one. Joel was two. Uh, I'd put Giannis Ste- at two. Ste- Steph was ahead of Giannis. Yeah. And I feel like career-wise that's fair, but right now I yeah, I think that's bonkers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's top three for, for mine yeah, for sure. Um, it's just the other two big men. Yeah, I think, you know, have the big men done enough? Uh, what, what point I'm trying to mean is like, the, the big men have kind of set their standard now. Mm. Do we just don't need to keep saying that they're doing really good as big men? They're just like, that's just their standard. Whereas Giannis is still a freak. A Greek one. Yeah. You, you get what I'm getting at? There's, there's like, sort of. So, you know, Joker's won a bunch of MVPs. He's still mm. putting up elite stats and that. But that's just his game now. Mm. Is that just the standard for what big men are? He's not, it's not an MVP Thing like, yeah, well, him, him and Joel have completely changed what a center yeah. is meant to do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah so the, now they've changed it. Should they keep getting re- rewarded with MVPs? Is what mm. I'm getting. Or is Yana uh, still being the freak he is and still putting up comparable, if not better, numbers in some in some statistics? Yeah, in some. Joker's a jo- jo- walking uh, triple double. Yes, I know. He, and he's. I think he up to a couple of weeks ago. Well, a couple of days ago, he was number one across uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Mm. So, like, he's having his. Uh, you know, MVP type season. Yeah, but I think if you just set yourself a r- ridiculously high standard, 
you can't have other people usurp you because you set yourself such True. a high standard. True. Uh, I'm trying to find some MVP odds yeah, now yeah. On, on, off the back yeah, of that. It's probably, uh, you know, early kind of odds. I think Joker's been uh, um, out front for a little bit. Yeah. And, it's the, uh, and Luke has been been awesome. So yeah. uh, Joker at $2.90, Joel and Luca at fives and then Giannis at, at eight fifty. SGA and Tyrese also having uh, mm-hmm. unbelievable seasons. Um, two of the best point guards in the NBA, that's for sure. So, a few of the younger guys uh, moving through uh, when it comes to um, the the one one spot. Uh, yeah, we, we Paddy did say Curry to the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yep. Cavs. Uh, so Mobley went down. Darius Garland. Broke mm-hmm. his jaw, I think. So I think Mobley's knee injury, looking at two months. Garland, a jaw is probably a month. That that could be curtains. That's essentially their two best players. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cavs could be in hot water mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for for the next next little bit. Uh, we mentioned it before. We, we won't go into depth, but uh, obviously some crazy. Allegations on on Josh Giddy, yeah. um, with be a that. bit of news, not not a huge amount. Yeah, and it seems like the feeling that I get is that the fa- family of the underage girl in question don't really want to press this. Yeah, they, it seems like she was in a nightclub. There's plausible deniability there from for yeah. Josh already. And it was a couple of years ago. It was a few it was, years it was, ago. Josh's rookie year. Yeah, it was only a, it was only a small thing. It didn't really last. Um, yeah, and she might not have been, shouldn't have been where she was potentially. Sounds like a old. Let's sort of settle this outside of <laughs> the court and the uh, the media frenzy. I suppose the problem is it doesn't matter what the you know what the family and and she wants to, wants to do if there Lord is Lord. yeah if there's some sort of statutory uh, element there. But uh, yeah, NBA very good at keeping things concealed. He's playing um, yep. hasn't really affected his play a whole lot. Yeah, so. there's been plenty of booze, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, he was getting so, booed hard, wasn't yeah. he, in the first, so, especially the first game. And then there's definitely been some interesting comments um, from NBA players on their podcast, etc. cetera, so Pat Bev's one. Um, they asked him about it and he's just his answer was, I've got daughters. So that was kind of like mm-hmm. his, his thoughts on it. So Yeah, yeah. Um, and then on on court, that's going to cause a, you know, yeah. a, a big um, point of contention, I imagine, for anyone – you know, yeah. that has daughters. We have daughters. Yep. Um, it's a long way away for us to worry about. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, it does change the way that, that you think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, having said that, we don't know enough about it to really yeah. make much of a call. really Since our last party, there really hasn't been that no, much more news no. on, on the situation. Um, I guess as the, the coppers involved um, do their job and look into it. Yeah. And um, on the other, you know, side of it, you know, as, as two blokes sitting here with daughters, we are also Aussies and his yeah. – the best thing that's happened to Australian basketball yeah. in ages. So, yeah. from that sense, uh, you know, hoping that it that it all gets sorted out. But uh, yeah, it's 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 contentious, and we probably don't want to go into it. Yeah, too much more than that. Uh, we'll wait until we know more. Correct. Speaking of Aussies, yeah, Dante Exum. He's in the best form he, that he's ever been in. I kind of. How, how I sort of been forgot about him. He's been, he, he's been injury plagued. Uh, he's he's been around a few teams. He's uh, undersized when he came out. So yeah, he's he, he still hasn't looked like really. Put on much size anyway, but it doesn't ne- yeah, but you know, at his position also doesn't need yeah. to be huge. So this is his 28. Is he 28? Wow, mm-hmm. I thought he was younger than that. Uh, his last five games had been pretty critical, uh, in, in the Mavs so run. He's been in the league since 2014, so this would be his ninth season. How many teams? Obviously, with the Jazz, Jazz. Cavs, 
Barcelona, ah, Belgrade, so that's what, and then back to Mavs. That's why. We, so he went to Europe and yeah for, for two, seasons two seasons and then yeah. came back to to the NBA. And uh, it's funny, isn't it, when guys go to Europe that obviously they pick up parts of the you know that more sort of FIBA style basketball. Yes. Uh, and they often come back to the NBA yeah, and a bit better, gritty, a bit better. more technical. Mm. And yeah, whereas the NBA is kind of, I guess, a little bit more flair as well. So. so, in a team where he has to play second or third fiddle to to Luca, mm. uh, these are these are his last five games: twenty three win against Portland, sixteen against Memphis, twenty six against the Lakers, fourteen against Minnesota. They lost that, and eighteen against Portland. And he's also dishing out a few dimes and getting a few boards, sort of averaging about five of each there. So. Uh, the, I think he's do, the, doing that job kind of perfectly that he needs to. Yeah. So like you said the, the third fiddle um, uh, gets points from from his looks and um, is dishing it when he needs to. So crazy, hey! It's so good to see. <laughs> Hopefully, this giddy shit gets sorted, and <laughs> you can imagine our twenty twenty four Olympic team is, is mm-hmm, certainly mm-hmm, in, in good mm-hmm. hands. Um, What's Ben been doing though? <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about Aussie Ben. So he. I wanted to say he, he's from Canberra. He went to school in Canberra, Canberra but he's actually yeah. from Melbourne. Uh, Born in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them come up here for AIS. Yes, yes. So that's that's the story there. But, yeah, good to see him doing well on uh, the bigger stage. Well, he actually went to Lake G, Lake G first. Lake G. Uh, a little bit of NBA standings. The Minnesota Timberwolves uh, are killing things. Um, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're one there. Um the Ant-Man, yeah, we're talking about best players in the NBA before. I think top five is too much of a stretch. I'd, I'd listen to you if you wanted to talk about top ten. Uh, he's, okay. he's pushing his way. Like he's, yeah. He, this could be his defining season, really. For right? sure, for I sure. Think, I think. Okay, so yeah, two, Dallas mm-hmm. three. Denver dropped out a little bit since the last pod down to four. Sacramento Kings, again, you want to talk about top ten guys and argue for De'Aaron Fox, I'd – Probably wouldn't argue against it. My top 10s started to look like a, like <laughs> top, a top, top 18, but uh, <laughs> top 20 maybe, but that's all right. Clippers, Rockets, how fun have they been? Mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks, maybe the, the best buy in the offseason. Best braids for sure. <laughs> Lakers, Pels, uh, Suns, and then a little bit of a drop down to Warriors and then a big drop down to the Jazz. Grizzlies should be getting Jar back. They're 24 game. They got one more game without Jar. Portland Spurs, even with Wimby at last. Spurs aren't as bad as Detroit. I'm going to go up, back up here, <laughs> just mix things up. Washington also doo-doo. Charlotte, not the best. Uh, and then it starts to get a bit interesting around that sort of play-in yep. area with the Bulls, Raptors, Hawks, mm-hmm. uh, all on about 400. Then the Nets uh, and Cavs a tick above 500. Paces have been good. Uh, we saw that in the in the, in the the in-season tournament. Yep. Uh, then the Knicks, Heat, Magic. Have to talk about the magic. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. The Wagner boys going going really well. And uh, obviously Paolo uh, showing why he's a number one pick overall. Uh, and then we get into really the big guns in the East in the 76ers, Bucks and Celtics. I'd be yep. very surprised if any of those three teams don't finish uh, as a home um, seed come playoff time. Yeah. The only one I see there is probably Miami on history. Whether they can Yeah, Miami could – could certainly could make a run, that, but, but yeah. you need two teams, I suppose, to knock any of those out of home, yeah. home court contention. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, let's talk some other round ball. Shaky. Quite scary scenes today. Uh, very 
eerily similar to what mm-hmm. we saw with Denmark and Christian Eriksen uh, at the Euros last year. Uh, as Luton Town captain Tom Lockyer had a cardiac arrest on the field. Yeah. Um, match was abandoned. It was one all. It was about 71st minute. And he's stable. So mm-hmm. thank God everything's mm-hmm. all good. Medics did a brilliant job. Uh, rushed him off to the hospital and he's all good. It does widen the conversation around cardiac events in sport. sport yeah. Soccer, it's so weird. Soccer is like so far ahead of any other sport when it mm. comes to cardiac events, which made me think a bit about the AFL today. And mm-hmm. we haven't really seen it in the AFL. Cardiovascular-wise, extremely mm-hmm. taxing sport. Um, I, just, I don't know. I suppose soccer's a world game. So many more you know, participants, yeah. so that probably inflates well, the, the well, numbers a little bit. Was it contact at all or was it just – It dropped. It just dropped, yeah. Yeah, so, un- so unlike so the DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin one, yeah. yeah which yeah. was, yeah, the hit hit basically in that area. Yeah, well, they call it commotion. Yeah. Something sound like a fucking yeah. uh, Harry Potter spell. Yeah, because I think, you know, we've had a couple of those in the NRL. Um, no, well, not in the – say not in the NRL but the, the, the lower leagues – of league, yeah, um, it's been well, a couple of deaths. So. And de- well, and Corey Harrowey and I, uh, yeah. obviously was okay, but yeah. similar sort of um, event. But again, that was a, a contact thing. Yeah. Whereas this, yeah, it it's seems more, it seems to be the heart is just working too, too hard, hard in, a, in a cardiovascular sort of sense. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you, it's a pretty damning list if you ever look at the professional soccer players that have actually died yeah. uh, whilst on the pitch. It's uh, it's pretty extensive. So, Is, is that because um, a lot more people have, you know, undiagnosed heart defects? Like There's, Yeah, some of it's that and then some of these guys, their hearts are perfectly healthy. It's just the the constant. The, the Bruce Lee sort of, you know, too much <laughs> training, too much strain on it. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it gives up the ghost. Coming from someone who is sort of in health but has no idea about <laughs> the heart and couldn't read an EK, EKG yeah. or ECG as we say here to, to save his life. Mm. Um, I, 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 the the my understanding is these guys become so fit and yeah. they're just constantly so putting their, their heart under under extreme stress, stress. and uh, for whatever reason, often it's heat, but not, you know, mm. it's England in December. Yeah. Uh, just spontaneously the, the rhythm goes and they, they have a cardiac Correct. event on yeah. the field. It's also interesting, uh, I'm getting a little dirty here, but mm-hmm. uh, like from an epidemiological standpoint, mm-hmm. Often it's been African players that mm-hmm. that have have uh, struggled with these sudden cardiac uh, events, but now this is two European, yep. uh, so one one British in, in Tom Lockyer and obviously Christian Eriksen, year before last. Um, so I don't know if there there is. Uh, I'd be speaking out of line if there is any sort of uh, genetic involvement there. Mm. Uh, but the the sport that really stands out for this happening is soccer. So soccer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see the rigs of. Like Ronaldo and the Dude, amount of work they, are, so they put shredded. in, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can uh, you can see see why. Yeah, um, but the flip side of that, like a thing about you know um, undiagnosed things and stuff like that, these guys get the best medical care. It is, and I think they screen them now. So yeah, it, and like the NFL Combine, like you guys get checked for these sorts of things, and they get picked up pretty regularly. So and this guy, and these guys get looked up. This guy had an event as well. Yeah, when they were trying to come up earlier mm. in the year from the championship as mm. well. So. Uh, that'll be interesting how that all unfolds and yeah. should he have been playing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but some serious questions. But, yeah. but then again, if he's healthy, like same with Ericsson, like he, he had his and he's been healthy, he's been fine since. Yeah, and good luck telling these professional athletes that you can't play as yes. well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my livelihood and you're forcing me into retirement. So. Well, especially for Luton, you know, the, yeah. st- the story of them coming up yeah. and they're – 
their home ground feels like an absolute, mm. you know, park ground, yeah, and everyone's yeah, it seen. Is a park ground. That's <laughs> it's right. A neighborhood, neighborhood backyard. Everyone's seen the 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 reels and mm-hmm. whatnot mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. of people glowing up the stairs, and you're in someone's backyard. Yeah. So, for for someone like Tom Lockyer, who who was there for their their ascension Since, yeah. up to the the top flight, yeah, good luck being his cardiologist saying uh, no, you can't play. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting. The main thing is he's okay. He's yep. stable. Uh, will obviously be facing a a lengthy stent stint on the sidelines mm-hmm. you'd imagine mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a it's a bit scary a little eerie that it's happened uh to two such high profile players yeah. in the last few years man city uh struggling as a united man that's good to see although united not much better mm-hmm. uh just love they're scoring fine a lot of high scoring draws so just can't yeah they just can't a bit like my fantasy team <laughs> love love high scoring draws <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so also played – look at the run that they've had. Yeah. Draw with Chelsea, draw with Liverpool, draw with Tottenham, mm-hmm. lost yeah. to Villa. Uh, and we'll get to the villains in a sec. Beat Luton mm-hmm. and drew overnight with Palace and a pretty ordinary way to draw, 94th minute penalty. Um, Erling Haaland's missed the last two. He's got some sort of foot stressy. I don't think he's going to be out too long. Mm-hmm. So that obviously affects mm-hmm. things when, you know, the most freakish marksman in all Ooh, of world yeah. football misses a few games. Also, Rodri missed a few. He's been back for a few, so I think some of those he wasn't available. Yeah. But uh, some chinks in the armour for, for Man City mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. makes it really interesting for, for the competition in general, uh, especially over the last few years where it's essentially been Dominant. Arsenal versus City and Liverpool versus City yep. the year before. Uh, that top is is really uh, wide open. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool currently on 37. They play United Um Overnight and uh, beat them seven 0 last year, <laughs> so so they'll definitely be trying to emulate that. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal looking pretty good with thirty six. The villains, how about it? Thirty five. Mm-hmm. They've only lost three games. They've had eleven wins. They've knocked off some some pretty quality teams. Uh, yeah. So they're they're pretty fun. Then we get to City, Tottenham, Newcastle, United, Brighton, uh, West Ham, Chelsea. That's that's mm. the, that's the top ten. What's Tottenham's run been like recently? Yeah, so they've actually had a bit of a slide as well. So remember the start of the year and um, how how well um, Ange had started and mm-hmm. Premier League, you know, coach of the month and whatnot. Um, so but not Forest. Yeah, they, they well they did have a few uh, pretty bad injuries, I think, as well, oh, okay. uh, which sort of sparked a, a little slide. But they haven't been bad. Uh, so they beat Not Forest uh, and Newcastle. and Newcastle, After and then b- before that, yeah, it was five five games for one point, yeah. and the one point they took was against City. City, yeah. So they lost to Chelsea, lost to Wolves, lost to Villa, mm. lost to West Ham in that run. So mild steadying of the ships, and uh, should get uh, some some uh, reinforcements coming back. Also, looking at their run uh, upcoming: Everton, Brighton, Bournemouth. And a shit team called Manchester United <laughs> after, <laughs> after that. Bro, United are hard to, to, to watch. We were talking about the Packers before. United, Katy Perry, hot and cold, <laughs> uh, lost to Newcastle, beat Chelsea, yep. lose 3 0 at yep. home to Bournemouth. Onana looks like a, a, a park keeper at times. Mm. Like there's, you know, you don't want to shit too much on guys that are professional athletes, but there, there's some of these keeping blunders where you're like, my goodness, like, you're you're the keeper for Manchester United. How how are you letting these these go through? Mm-hmm. Uh, getting dicked at home by Bournemouth, the fans will be yeah. 
up in arms about that. The, the Champions League was frustrating, just were conceding too much. Uh, they were scoring okay, but just, you know, conceding four to, to Copenhagen and uh, Galatasaray and the like. It's, uh, it's been frustrating viewing. Mm. G'day, Paul Slats, in the, uh, in the chat there. Up, up Mo Salah. Uh, he's uh, he's fired up and uh, yeah, it'll be a big game tomorrow between uh, the Reds and the Red Devils. I think United's about eight bucks to win that, which is obscene. Uh, I've seen you know some of the United fans there how down they are at the moment. They've been talking about if VR didn't exist, what their record would be. Um, <laughs> like, uh, there's been I a bit of re- winning the Premier League. No, no, but there, of course there's been a bit of rhetoric about that if mm. if the re- replay system wasn't involved and it just went off refs' decisions, but. Uh, that's, it's there to make the correct calls, and um, I think it, it's making the correct calls, which is just annoying the fans. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's I think DRS has done cricket a reasonable service. Yep. We saw yep. Smudger and his one that was just clipping the yeah. bales, and he was a bit bit upset about yeah. it. But I think so, sometimes I don't understand some of the 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 um, umpires calls. No, yeah, like the LBWs and stuff like that, and you're just like, oh come on, that that shouldn't be out. Yeah, or, the, or it should be like yeah, the same thing. Exactly. Like, oh. We've got the technology, but we're still relying on on an umpires call. Yeah, uh, yeah, some of the VAR stuff in. In soccer is fucking hard to watch. Yeah, the the thing they have to get rid of is stopping the game and bring it back two minutes to yeah. like there needs to be a rule. It's like they're I don't gonna, know. They're they gonna make, make decisions a rule. Yeah, like it's ten seconds or like once play resumes. You know, yeah. you can't go back and look yeah. at something because it's, it's the exact problem the NRL had with the bunker and they kind of tried to move away from the bunker as much as possible, trying to get the bunker to do its job quicker and it kind of behind the scenes. It's kind of what the NFL does. Well, like N- NRL, NFL for, for mine, NRL should be. They've, it's it's built into the game. You've got you've got tackles. Yeah. So my view would be you can't go back once the tackle's completed yep. and you're onto under the next one. Yes. You can't go back. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get, that, I get that would be for mine. The, for the soccer, the, yeah. I suppose you could go back a set if you wanted to. Yeah. But then that's that can be ninety seconds of play. Yeah. Well, they do. They they. They do per, per tackle and um, – Well, it's a set at the moment. You can go back a few tackles. No, no. It's, a, it's Once a tackle's done, they don't go back to the previous one to review it. Okay. So um, so that – especially in the, in the in the motion of scoring, it's the, the previous tackle. Sure, yeah. So, so that's what I'm talking about, the, the reviewing of um, tries and sense or like in, in NFL touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, it's usually the, the previous play is what they review. Yeah, but okay. like in, in the concerts of soccer – you know, that, that play goes very long. Do you go all the way back to the other end? Yeah, of the what do you do? You, you, could, you could have five minutes where the ball doesn't go yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there needs to be some sort of some sort of rule. Yeah. I don't know if, if it's a time thing where you just – you can't go back X amount of time Yeah, because it's fucking frustrating. Yeah, to, to and when they go back so far and like, uh, oh, we've found an offside here or a handball, you know, five minutes ago and then you're like, fuck – the game's moved on. That's right. Play. It's like if, if you fuck up and your missus yeah. brings up something from three months ago and you're like, yes, you <laughs> 12 are. 12 years, bro. You are correct. You, you are. remember that one time you said <laughs> I look big in that dress? <laughs> you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, the dress was terrible. But but you're also like, yes, I am a piece of shit and I do remember, <laughs> I do remember saying that, but I thought we'd moved on. <laughs> yes. I thought we'd moved on from that. But, uh, yeah, it, they need to get something something going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And – yeah, whether it's, you know, three or four passes kind of thing, crossing a half, whatever, like something. Better than what they're doing. Everton doing well uh, given that they got docked the points. So had they not got docked the uh, 10 points, they'd be on 26 points. They would be eighth. They would yeah. be just behind Manchester United. So doing very well. Should, uh, be, should, be, the, the should be safe considering the, those below them. So. Yeah, it's a long season, uh, but they're seven ahead of Luton in the drop zone yeah, I think they're, at they're, present. But I think their quality of 
their squad will um, make them safe. They'll probably end up still finishing kind of middle of the pack. Yes. Um, and, but, yeah, be well safe for the you know, the guys behind them, like che- Luton and Sheffield and Forest, et cetera. Correct. Uh, Champions League, the group stage finished up uh, during the week. Uh, we just spoke about how garbage United were. Uh, <laughs> so, so they don't even get to go lose in Europa League, nope. so they're done. Uh, Bayern Munich, Copenhagen go through. That's who mm-hmm. I'll be supporting uh, mm-hmm. in this. Arsenal, pretty good in their group. They go through with PSV. Real Madrid, uh, the the champions of the Champions League, uh, historically uh, didn't drop a game. Uh, they're looking pretty good. They go through with Napoli. Real you know last year, did Inter win it last year? Mm, no, City won. City won. Oh, yeah, their first one. Yeah. Uh, Real Sociedad and Inter Milan going through. Atletico Madrid and Lazio. Mm-hmm. Borussia Dortmund and PSG. PSG nearly, mm-hmm. nearly fucked up. They needed uh, Borussia – well, Borussia needed to beat them and then uh, AC Milan would have gone through. Uh, City as well, they um, topped their group without losing a game. Uh, so whilst they've had a bit of a down uh, month in the APL, uh, looking very good in Jeez. Champions League and then Barcelona and Porto go through. Uh, interesting uh, little tidbit, uh, mm-hmm. four Spanish teams – Getting getting mm-hmm. out, so mm-hmm. maybe La Liga, the top end of La Liga, yep. um, still still the pinnacle of uh, of football. Now, Lewis for soccer. Let's talk a little bit of uh, rugby league. It is off season, but it's been uh, a big couple of weeks in rugby league uh, off season chat. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Who was on this halftime interview in the Vikes Raiders game? I didn't see any of this. Uh, well, one, it was during the Vikes Raiders game, which ended up being a, a 3 0 result. Yeah, I'm so, glad I didn't so, see any of this. Actually. Yeah, because yeah. it was a garbage would have rather gouge my eyes. Yeah. So, no one probably saw this interview, but the Australians, they were like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so, they had uh, four uh, Australian players over there um, Aaron Woods, Bill Walters, Campbell Graham, and Spencer Lanyu. Lanyu. Um, Elite names there. Maybe yeah. that sort of stretch, uh, yeah. you know. Representing of their four squads, mm. uh, of course, um, where they, you know, it makes more sense to send Reese Walsh, DCE, Tedesco and um, – Insert Panthers player. So insert, yeah. Who, uh, no, uh, sorry, no. the Panthers aren't there. Uh, who, who, who did I miss? Uh, right, um, Broncos. So, no, I did, I did uh, Reese Walsh for, for Brisbane. Campbell Graham's all right. Campbell Graham's all right. Yeah, you know, do you send Latrell? Yeah. Who else is a face of them? Cody Walker, maybe. Um, maybe just saying, yeah. why isn't Russell Crowe like <laughs> well, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a, a name celebrity that's into NRL? Why isn't Russell Crowe doing this? Yeah, movies? that's true. <laughs> yeah, to get get a few of the uh, Yanks in. Yeah, a little bit of gladiator <laughs> cross reference. Yeah, because uh, essentially Aaron Woods ends up being the face of uh, NRL. He's of pretty articulate of rugby. Yeah. Probably for that reason. Yeah. Um, I think they asked Campbell Graham a couple of questions and. Um, you know, it'd be very typical. <laughs> I'm from Australia, mate, kind of thing, uh, uh, which you know we love, but probably a bit bogan to the Americans. Um, so Aaron Woods, uh, you know, talked very well about uh, you know the sport and uh, the, what you can you expect, you know, from going to an NRL game. Then they showed a bit of his highlights, which were a bit meh. <laughs> some some average looking hit ups, uh, which you know, no follow Aaron Woods. He has played for Australia, and New South yeah, Wales, New South Wales, 
was probably on the back. One of the best props in the game. Probably on the back end of his career now, though. I think that's a fair statement. As a bit of more of a role player there for Manly. But, yeah, not the, say, forefront of spectacular you want to use to sell during a middle of an NFL game at halftime mm. where you might have a couple million viewers hopefully still sticking around. Mm. Uh, they might the actually poor be interested NRL, in though, for, for it to be that fucking <laughs> yeah. clusterfuck yeah. that was that, was that yeah. game. At least it was a it was a Raiders game. It was a Las Vegas game. So yep. Yep. you hopefully get Vegas people in Vegas, Vegas fans, if mm. there are any, um, to come along. Uh, to, I wonder what a ticket's going for, nosebleed. For this? I want it to be cheap. I don't know, yeah, hopefully cheap. Mm. Um, and I also wonder how many Aussies will just make it part of their America yeah, trips. Yeah. So, yeah, the, not, the, not the biggest faces, um, not the best kind of, say, representation for trying to show it. So, yeah, a little bit underwhelming for, say, Australian fans seeing what they're, what they're kind of trying to sell it over there um, for, for rugby league in, in America. Um Plus, you know, all the references to rugby, rugby this, rugby that. Yeah, they, they really need to say league. League, yeah. it's a different uh, sport. This sport's not dying in this country. Yeah. <laughs> I I think they should just largely forget about it. Just embrace, embrace rugby for now. It, it, and then, it just is rugby. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then just educate them union versus league in the future. Mm. Like, um, uh, you know, the, the Yanks have struggled with soccer and football, so I, I don't think you're trying to teach them about rugby union, rugby league. is mm. worth the time. Just call it rugby for now. Um, it's well, there's the, such an easy comparison. <laughs> one's American football, one's Canadian football. One's awesome, one stinks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my humble opinion. <laughs> yes. So, you know, uh, for now, just embrace it. And uh, so then from that, so they did that was a Thursday night game, I think. So then the next day they were – because they're in Vegas, they went to – I think that was a Thursday. Raiders, yeah, I think, well, I think it was a Sunday game, yeah. No one knows because no one watched it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, no, it was Sunday because it was a Sunday late window game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So the following day they then toured the uh, UFC Performance Center, mm-hmm. of course trying to, you know, hype it up. The UFC Performance Center is, of course, in Vegas, mm-hmm. hanging out with Florence Griffin. He runs that. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he, he's kind of – he semi-runs it, semi's their face. So he does all their promotional work in that mm-hmm. spot. Um, getting a photo with Forrest Griffin's pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they've done a deal supposedly with the UFC to have access to the performance center as I guess their training facility for those four teams when they come across mm-hmm. uh, to Vegas, so they can work out there, etc. Um, uh, for those games. So you know, interesting in another kind of trying to combination of like a like for like tough sports, etc. Mm. Um, trying to generate a bit of hype and a bit of interest. Um, also, supposedly, I'm not sure when the combine's going to happen, but they're going to do an NRL combine as well in America. I love this idea. Yeah, and they said they're going to give out four contracts, um, NRL contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, but they I've, should make this a TV show because I'd watch it. Yeah, mm. well, you know, like they did. What was that one they did here where they got uh, the NRL guys, yeah, the fringe did. guys? Yeah, yeah. Whether something like that or whether they do what, you know, Jordan Mylanta, that kind of story, you follow them going through the, you know, getting ready for a combine potentially getting picks, mm. that sort of thing. Um, I thought it was really interesting because there's plenty of, of course, we know there's plenty of American talent so um, much. that comes out of college football that goes nowhere yep. essentially. Um, so there's plenty of guys that could potentially be interested in this thing. Then after watching uh, Mark Sanchez and uh, Forrest Griffin try to throw f- passes um, during their, their highlights, it was like, Oh, they might be lucky to give out four contracts. <laughs> Wingers, I, I, I feel like 
My, my, my joke in there is if Tarek Sims can throw 12 passes in a season, I think they could probably find some talent <laughs> that can run the football. So, yeah, I think. It's, well, it's only going to be that. Could you play anywhere else? I, I think, yeah. I think you have to be an outside back, maybe a centre. Yeah, yeah, and second row, I think. Yeah. Uh, for, with guys that probably aren't going to pass the ball much. You know, dudes they can hit. I see even second row, it's hard to teach, you know, running angles, the tackling technique yeah. of it all. But I think they're going to have so many guys that size. Yeah, the side, so, yeah. So, so I think for volume, they're the positions because you're going to have linebackers, tight ends, like um, maybe yeah, some maybe some linemen. I, I, I think they're too down. big, man. Uh, well, I think, you know, those guys, because the linebackers these days are kind of 6'6", six, 6'2", six, mm. you know, anywhere from 200 to 240, 250. Inside guys, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like they can kind of fit. Into Which is like those, a prop. Yeah. I, I feel like they, again, probably cut a little bit, fit in at the at 100 kgs kind mm. of market, 225, play second row. I think that, and then like you said, center wingers is probably which is running back wide receiver. That's the so, only. That, seriously, that's the only position that I could see feasibly yeah. being able to teach someone because yeah. you just have to catch and run. Yeah, and finish. Uh, and I think there's plenty of guys that kind of fit that mode. Probably throwing some, you know, your safeties and your corners, etc. That have that body type. Mm. They're the kind of positions that play. I don't think we're going to find the next halfback and yeah, you know, five I don't think Nathan Cleary is going to come in. Yeah, come in a bit. But, you know, not this year. Maybe if this works and in 10, 20 years' time they might find some from, from talent. Because the idea has been there for ages and it's, it is what you alluded to. The, the best athletes in the world, only 2% of guys that play Div 1 college go, to, go the to the NFL. And then the, that 2%, their average career is, what, like two years or two, something? Yeah, it's yeah. now to two and a half years, yeah. So there's a huge, huge athletic talent pool which, you know, blokes just go on to – Become car salesmen. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. True, uh, but I'm sure we could foster some of that in in um, in this great game down under. Yeah, I, I think from looking at historical references, it hasn't really worked. No, no, and um, I think some of the mechanics, like it, for us, it's again, it's the sort of thing you learn from birth, and it's a bit hard to to, to learn as you go through, and you have to kind of spend years and something to pick mm. up pick up that that kind of skill set. And but the, but the, take take some again. Use the comparison. Jordan Melanta, like never played NFL, never played Grenade in his life. Went over there, uh, had the talent. They've they've taught him over two to three years, and he's now you know top three, top five kind mm, of left tackle. Mm, mm. So uh, you know investment, do the time. If they've got elite talent, which mm. they will be, they'll probably have guys that'll outrun anyone in the NRL available. When um, when did he go? When did Jordan go? Age nineteen? No, he was older than that. I'm sure. I don't think he was much older than that because I think he was playing South under 20s. I think he played in the 20s team and then I think they pretty much told him, you're too big. Yeah. they Well, in the off-season they told him to lose like 20 kilos and he was just yeah. like, I can't. Like okay. I, I think I'm a good weight now. Yeah. He was actually really good on um, the, the Kels podcast um, uh, last week. Because yeah. um, they they got him on to talk a little bit about rugby league, rugby yeah. and he's a tush push, uh, tush push, a scrum like thing uh, like from rugby and yeah. he's like, no, it's not even close. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if you've seen a rugby scrum, like it's it's different how they interlock. That's separate. sick that Lee's getting a, sh- you know, a, a little shout yeah. out on, on that podcast. So he's 26, got drafted in 2018. Yeah, so, so he five was years, 21. 21. So how, how much college ball did he play? I don't think he played any. No, he played college, didn't nope. he? Scroll up, you're about to see. No, NFL – Rugby, no, there's uh, nothing, nothing. Nothing. No college. Like he never played it. He That's went over. Crazy. He went over. The, he was purely size. So, mm. um, so he finished in 2018 playing for Souths, and then mm. went over, did the program, and got drafted. So five years ago. So he's 26 now. So he's 21. Yep. 21 when he went. Yeah. 
Incredible. So, yeah, same sort of theory. If you got a guy coming out of college, you know, probably around that 21, 22 mark, mm. um, uh, you know, bring them over three, four years, hopefully they've learned the skill set, 25, 26. Mm. Maybe, they're, maybe they're a starter for you. So, yeah, I think, I think the, the athletic talent will be significantly higher than, say, in, at some of the positions that potentially we could get here, mm. uh, especially for, for run and agility. Um, but you know the the technical side of it's going to be the, the hardest part to learn, but that's always the case. But you get those genetic freaks, you come over, you teach. So one bloke, you can chuck him on the wing for yep. you, Brisbane Broncos. Yep. Who, who you going? Oh, at the moment from the NFL. Who's the best leaper at the moment? Oh, for finishing. Yeah, like a like a if you think about Cortland Sutton, yeah. I'm just using a demo yeah, guy I can think of for a guy that's one-handed, like you know, catches to kind of finish things like in the end zone. If I'm trying to kick, you know, to kick into a winger going up, I think Cortland Sutton up there is one of the the best kind of uh, you know high ball like competitive. Um, what's what's the thing they call it? It's um, it's not comp- it's not competition. It's not competing. Competing. What do they call that when the ball like they there's an actual term they call it. It's a complete mind blank what the NFL term is for um, fighting for the ball. Fuck. Let it come to you. Uh, he's this is making some more podcasts. <laughs> it, it, won't, it won't come to me. Uh, contested. There we go. Contest, contested ball. Contested ball. There we go. I knew it was that mm. Like he, he's at the top at the moment for contested balls. So if you're trying to kick to a winger, like that's, that's kind of kind of one there. But, you know, there's plenty of guys. DK got, for mine. Yeah. Could you <laughs> imagine the Dragons have got DK on the wing? Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Or fullback, just get, get him running. And get but again, like it's too hard. I don't think they can play fullback. I don't yeah. think it, I think it's too hard a position for him to to learn De- defensively. Yes. Yeah. I, I think and of, reading the game yeah. and direct and directing the traffic and, and, and the involvement. Yeah. And your support play. Like yeah. Having said that, if you if DK gets the ball five meters out and you're the other winger, D- DK is probably like a you know great size for say a center. Like I think he'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there and you play prop. Yeah, <laughs> like he's big enough. <laughs> Teach him a little bit of wiggle, and mm-hmm. if he can pass to his winger, then it's all good. Yeah, so, um, but uh, yeah, I think there's this, like Derek Henry. I think you can find a role for Ooh. him. Like you just give him the ball and let him stiff on blokes. Like that's, that's that I think that's the, the point. Anna, I was going to try and do is yeah. find those genetic freaks that probably can't haven't worked out in the NRA, in the NFL. Yep, give them a chance and see if they want to do it. And this is going to be my segue is. I think it's probably going to be hard to entice a lot of these guys. Like, yes, it's good money. It's not NFL money. And you think of Luai, who's, mm. who's potentially going to sign this six mil, five-year deal. You know, it's a mill a season. Practice squad guys get more than that. And yes. may, maybe they want to stick around to try and kind of push so their that's agenda. The ca- that's the caveat. You're and not- we're also talking ADs, so that's six, 700K, let's yes. say. So, so obviously our – fantasy pipe dream of, of Cortland Sutton on the wing for the Broncos or, or DK on the wing for the Dragons. You're not getting that calibre athlete. No. You need guys that were brilliant college athletes. We might get some of those guys, you know, do it did an ACL, didn't work out in the NFL. Yeah, like you, 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 you might be a few surprise packets. You, you need guys that have no chance of a future well, in the NFL. Well, what's the thing of some of those guys actually coming here to get into the NFL? Like do a reverse Jared Hayne. Like I can't get on a squad – there's no like I guess the XFL is kind of uh, filling that gap at the nah, moment. I, how you got to go and learn a new game to showcase I, I, I your know, skills? I know, but that's a, yeah, still the point. Like you got to show you're getting tape. 
Nah. Will we, will we see that anytime soon? Probably not. But no. Maybe if it but becomes a pathway I, in the future. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there is a pathway for guys that were brilliant college players that don't have a future in the NFL. Yeah. Maybe got to, hurt. To maybe come and play yeah. on the wing Did a knee or something and then potentially come back and, yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I th- it's I a cool concept. Yeah. I'm surprised we spent this much time on it. But oh, well, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, it is cool. And, can, and, can and they, some... should, they just should make a TV show I, out of you it. Never, you know, maybe they find the nose tackle and he's the next prop. <laughs> some six dude <laughs> that's Jordan Malata had to lose fucking <laughs> how many kilos? How many true. kilos is true. fucking young Vince Wilfork going to have to lose? <laughs> You never know, but no one's tackling him, bro. We've got we've Matthew got a, Wilson, Wilfog, ten got, yards out. We got a job for you, Vince. You just have to lose sixty kilos, and and you're in. Shaq Mitchell says hi. Oh, definitely some big boys in there. That is true. All right, can we talk about probably the biggest story from the week? Yeah, let's let's, let's talk. I, I tried to segue into it, but let's <laughs> West Tiger. Well, first West Tigers, mm. bit of a shit show as usual. Mm. Um, David Nofaluma. Not wanting to train slash play there anymore by the sounds of it. I think it's to me it feels like holdout. Like it's. I don't think he's good enough to hold out, man. Yeah, I, I think I think he's had a taste of what the Stormer had to offer, and he's like, "Fuss with fuck the West Tigers, <laughs> I ain't going back. You can't make me. <laughs> you want to play for the country? I play for Melbourne. Yeah. Which which I, f- I feel like if he forces his way out, I think he end up in Melbourne within a, within a minute. So mm. uh, I, I just don't think he's happy there, and he's trying to force his way out. That's why I feel it. Yeah. And then following on from that, they sacked the whole board. The They've, whole board, bro. Because I think they have three major shareholders. Mm-hmm. One of the major shareholders asked for the review and then they got one of their legal firms to do it. Did the full review, et cetera, and um, I think out of that it kind of was like, hey, probably want to change direction, start again. Um, so they have influenced the other shareholders and essentially sacked the entire board. The board's gone and, uh, you know, to the joy of West Tigers fans. Yeah, a lot of people they're, celebrating, hey. Yeah, so they've been a poorly managed slash run um, venture for a long, long mm. time. Um, you know, I've talked to people that have tried to do business with them in the past and um, unprofessional is probably the main, the easiest way to sum all that up. Um, they're just not, a, not guys that know how to run a professional business and are probably they're just more interested in the NRL side of it than anything. But they've sacked a lot of them. And then Shane Richardson, who used to run um, Souths for quite a while, is the one of the interim guys, and I can't remember who the other interim board member is. But they're the, they're the two kind of, I guess, going to run it for this year or run it until they put in place the new board. Actually, I think they said they want to do that by Christmas. Really? I did, did vaguely remember that they were going to try and put a board in place before Christmas. Oh, that's right. There was the former... Um, Premier for New South Wales is the oh, other, yep, other yep. board member. So they're, they're so, so they've named two. Yeah, they're the interims at the moment. Yeah, so Barry O'Farrell uh, mm-hmm. is is the other one, uh, and then they've got to obviously find another three, four, yeah, however uh, many sit on yeah. their board. So whether those two will stay long term, it will be interesting. But they're yeah going to essentially start the board from scratch, um, which I think is really really good. Seems like you know these two guys have backed Benji as the, the rookie coach for for this. Season and, and they, they have to like there's, he's integral to that club. Well, yeah, there's that, but I feel like the what Benji can bring to the table, you know, experience success at a club that hasn't had a lot of yeah, success yeah. in its twenty odd years uh, as a as a joint venture. Uh, I think Benji has to be the coach going forward. Yeah, well, that's all well, counts going to be the case. And uh, with that, then the biggest news point they've got is. 
Um, Luar, the, Luar, they're trying to sign on a long-term deal. Uh, announced they are pulling out of the Fenua Blake mm. conversation, though, who, who I think Tigers, um, sorry, Dragons and Bulldogs are the most keen for. Likely, but yeah. I think they've they've pulled it in, targeted their focus on on Luar for this, and um, by all accounts, maybe re-upped his upped his deal a little bit. You know, it's now a fifth year, which is probably just an extra extra year option. To so, get it over six, you know, six mil plus is yep. what they're saying. So it's reported as it's being a done deal. Yeah. Five mil, uh, sorry, five years, six mil. So six, yeah, six plus is what they Yeah, so it. maybe he's going to get 1.2 so a I season. I think, yeah, 1.2 a season. Which is, uh, which is really good money uh, for Jerome Luai. Yep. Uh, but then he went out on his Instagram and said that it's. Haven't signed. He hasn't signed it yet, but he obviously told his Panthers teammates that it's. Oh, yeah, it's, I'm going to sign it's it. It's going to happen, essentially. Yeah. So it sounds like they told them in the morning and then whoever leaked it, probably Penrith, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the afternoon said he, he's signing and going to the Tigers. So. He hasn't officially put pen to paper. It's looking likely he'll probably do that in the next week. Then there's supposedly a 10-day cool-off um, they talk about uh, whether Penrith could try and get him back. And I think they've only offered him a two-year 850 um, kind of deal. To he's gone. Extension. Yeah. So I yeah. I feel like he, you know, for me, I think we've talked about it, his age and where he's at. This is his big contract. He's won Cash. three comps. Yeah. He's, he's done everything. Cash in. Yeah. Um, and see if he can be part of that Tigers rebuild because they're going to need it. Bloody oath. Maybe a little bit of hope for West Tigers fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a Dragons man, that makes me a little nervous. <laughs> a little bit nervous. The last few years I've said, oh, thank God for the Tigers. Yeah, avoid the spoon, avoid the spoon. Mm. Uh, anything else league? No, otherwise, yeah, pretty quiet. Um, I think most of them had their early boot camps and then, they, of course, break for Christmas and then they'll get back into off-season uh, training in the year. It's cool with the advent of social media and you see more and more each year how much goes into an NRL preseason. My God, they look tough. Mm -hmm. All right, let's wrap this up with a final round. Pretty good card or UFC 296 happened today. Good card, kind of boring fights, would you agree? Yeah. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start at the top? Yeah, start at the top. I only caught the last three of yeah. of this today. Yep. Uh, so we'll start with Leon Edwards uh, defeating Colby Covington. Uh, unanimous decision. All judges scored at 49-46. Yeah. Giving, giving the fifth round to Colby, I think he probably could have got the fourth as well. Yeah. But, but, I was happy with the decision. Yeah, I've, I think the decision was the right decision. Um, Edwards minimum won three. And I think Colby left it a little bit too late to kind of start pushing his case. Because I, I, I definitely won five and I think he won four. Um, and, you know, the visuals, uh, I think commentary kind of talked about it. Um, with Edwards kind of taking it easy to finish off and gobbling on top to throw a few shots to see what happens. Um, you know, there was the the big the big hoo-ha at the press conference mm. uh, leading into it. But Edwards fought a smart fight, did what he needed to do. And Colby, I guess, looked old, looked slow, looked rusty. He's been out for two years. Yep. Um, I probably give him credit to going the distance with with Edwards. Um, I think uh, again the commentary Brogan and DC probably covered it well enough that uh, he'd be disappointed in what he did in those first three rounds, considering what he did in the last two. Maybe should have pushed a bit earlier and um, try to push his pace, uh, which is going to be uh, difficult for him going forward for say a rematch or being in the top of that division. Now being thirty five, I was going to ask how old is he? Thirty five. Uh, and Leon, obviously, with the title defense, uh, only 32. Two, yeah. 
So I, th- I think there's plenty of other interesting fun fights in the welterweight division for uh, Edwards going forward. Um, so, yeah, I think it could be Colby's time in the sun done for a little while. Uh, so moving forward, Bilal Muhammad was in attendance. Mm-hmm. Do you think he gets the next shot? I think they should give it to the bloke that was on uh, the the th- third fight. Rachmanov. Yes. Yeah, he was dominant. Mm-hmm. And no uh, – Undefeated, 18 straight wins for him. Um, what's his UFC record? I can't well, – it's not really uh, – I'll be able to find that out for you. Yeah. I think they should give it to him just on the basis that he's from Kazakhstan and uh, the Borat uh, gear that we could do on this podcast would be brilliant. Uh, okay, so 18 and 0, five, six, six, five. 6 and 0 in the UFC. Yeah. And Agnes, only – I know they're all, they're all finishes. Yep. Submission, 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 KO, submission, submission. Yeah. I, uh, if if not Muhammad, because um, I guess there's history there because they had the eye poke, the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. no contest, um, non contest result in that one um, between the two of them. So I guess a little bit of result, unresolved uh, beef there. But uh, I just I, don't think Muhammad's the quality fighter of. As a, oh, excuse me, Kazakhstan, mate. <laughs> Rachmanov. Uh, I like the unfinished business. Kind of chat there with the with the no contest with with Bilal. That's also from two and a half years ago. Yeah. Uh, accidental eye. P- What's poke. Muhammad's record look like? Uh, Bilal's. Yep, Bilal's. Let me open that up there. He does have losses. Uh, not many. Yeah, his recent form's been really good. Um, yeah. Twenty three and three, uh, and killers really that he's beaten: Gilbert Burns, Sean Brady, Vicente Luque, Wonder Boy. I missed out on this yeah. one. Yeah, uh, so they could go either. And I, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. Well, welterweight's fun at the moment. It's fun. Mm. Um, I think Usman as well. Like he, he, he sorts out his knees. Like his knees are absolutely fucked. Yeah. Uh, and he still is yeah, one he, of the one of the best in the division. Yeah. I think Ian Gar- um, Gary as well, who yeah. missed out on this. Um, you know, he's kind of in the the conversation as a guy coming up through the ranks. Too early for title fight for him, but yeah, there's names there in the welterweight division. It's kind of getting. Interesting, some of those um, guys, a bit long in the tooth like Thompson, mm. um, are starting to fade out the back door. So, yeah, there's a bit of a changing of the guard there. Wonderboy's 40. Yeah. I was like, oh, late 30s. He's 40. Yeah. The great thing, the interesting, the cool thing is they had uh, Tenacious D walk him out because, you, know, you know, they're Wonderboy. Wonderboy. What is the secret Wonder of your power? Mm. Yeah. Could delete that one from the, uh, <laughs> ah, <beautiful. laughs> from the pod. The harmony there was excellent. Mm, thank you. Um, so Leon wins, probably gets Muhammad or Rachmanov I think upcoming. So. What, what, you had the rankings there. Is there anyone else floating around? Uh, Usman, I suppose, is the only other. Yeah, they're not going to run that back yeah. after, after the wins there. Colby, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. Gilbert's just been booked, so they just announced a whole bunch of fights as well. So you tell me who uh, Burns is fighting. After that, I think you can put a line through everyone because Wonderboy just lost and yeah. I don't think Sean Brady. Sean Brady just had a good big win. Um, yeah. but I, don't think I think they're too low in the rankings. Yeah, he's not in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ian Gary's ranked 10, so he probably needs one more big win, you'd yeah. think. They're kind of fire striking him a little bit, but yes, he needs some, some wins. Um, Wonderboy. Oh, oh, that's why I remember. Gil Burns against our lad, Jack Deli. Ma- ah, Della Madalena. Madalena, yeah. Mm. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, and they rebooked, he's ranked 11 they rebooked the um, Gary against uh, Jeffrey Neal as well. Okay, Neal that's fun. Neal is eight. So, yep. yeah. so that kind of fits well for them. Good division at present, old welterweight. Yeah, it's a bit fun. Bit fun. 
Uh, flyweight. Let's let's go down to to the the little boys. Uh, Alexandra Pantoja absolutely mm-hmm. dominated this one. 50-45 by two judges. One yeah. judge forty nine forty six. Again, sort of going back to maybe a little underwhelming in from a yeah, dominated the, the you know, viewers the, the positioning and that. Um, how do you say uh, Brandon's last name? Royval. Royval. Um, he. I think had the better of the exchanges on the feet, and especially late in the fight um, as Alexandra got kind of a bit more tired. Um, that's kind of why I saw that fight. You know, there was a, some shots there, but he was just so dominant mm. throughout the rest of it. So, um, you know, well-deserved winner there. Uh, and, you know, for Brendan, he'd probably go away and think um, uh, same sort of concept. If I could have stopped some more takedowns, could have gotten more chances on the yeah. feet and you potentially thrown some more bombs. The start of each round, uh, you're just waiting for Pendoja to, to take yeah. him down and then just sit on him for, for the rest of the fight. Try to fight, work out positions and see if you can get a win. Rachmanov, we just spoke about, looked Dominant. very good against Wonderboy. Um, wouldn't be mad if he got a title shot. Paddy Pimlet, the, mm-hmm. the UFC's uh, one of their most marketable men, Uh had a, a pretty convincing win against Tony Ferguson. Uh, did Tony th- leave the gloves in the octagon? I don't think so. Jeez, no, man. Yeah, he he was dominated essentially in this one. Um, one, two, three, four, six, five, seven six, losses seven losses in a row, all bet, all killers. Yeah. I feel like each time he loses, we're like, uh, is that it for yeah. Tony Ferguson? And I think Patty said in the, the Press conference, like he's like he's still good, but he probably doesn't need a top ten dude. Like mm. um, he can have some fun fights, but you know whether Tony needs that anymore, I, I don't know. The bloke's again nearly forty. He's achieved a lot. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard watching him get get knocked out and and bashed. And yeah. He went the distance. Did, in this did, one. He did, did get knocked down distance, in the first, but, but yeah. He, I think he was outstruck like 124 to 60, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he got bashed. And hasn't really been the same since that face kick from Michael Chandler, which, yeah. you know. Oh, I think doing the the AC, ACL. Um, probably didn't help. Leading up to his Khabib mm. fight is probably the start of the downfall for him, unfortunately. He was training with Goggins, wasn't he, in the lead up to this? Yes. Fairly sure. Yeah, the, the um, ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah. yeah. Stay hard. Yes. Yeah. Who's going to carry the boats? That guy. That guy. Um, yeah, I feel like he should retire. But again, you know, it's like talking about soccer players before and t- telling yeah. guys that we're, all they know is is their sport and their passion. Um, it's hard hard to tell them to, to hang them up. Yeah. Josh Emmett knocked out Bryce Mitchell in the first round at Featherweight. That was a bit of fun. Yeah, it was a bit scary. For, it was one-punch knockout for Mitchell and he went face down <laughs> um, and then had a seizure. Basically straight oh, I didn't know he had a seizure. Yeah, yeah, he was like full convulsing on the ground, like badly. That's not fun, bro. Take back yeah. the long they, they were, And they, like, did they do him dirty? Because um, uh, they showed Josh, like, celebrating and then Rogan on commentaries and it's like, oh, he's seizing. Cut the camera straight to him and he's there just failing. Oh. And, you know, I was like, oh, maybe he shouldn't have done that. But, um, yeah, so not some great visuals there. No. But, yeah. yeah. In in all sorts, and they struggled to get him out of the arena a little bit. He was a bit a uh, bit banged up, which is a bit of a coming down for him because he was on the charge, and yeah. Josh is kind of you know a bit of a gatekeeper in that division. So thirty eight himself, yeah. uh, Josh Emmett. Yeah. Uh, his only loss, uh, Bryce Mitchell's, was to Ilya Tapura, who mm. Volk is fighting. fighting next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a bit of a, a character as well, Bryce. Bryce Mitchell loves, loves to play the uh, redneck. Uh, mm character i feel like a fair bit of it is character yeah 
Um, and then the only other interesting one I think was Kobe um, Gambrit, um, Garbrit, sorry, on the bantamweight got a finally got a knockout and he didn't get knocked out himself on the on the prelims. So uh, you know he can be around and have some fun fights. Former champion, um, he's actually on a two fight win streak after all that. But yeah, he, he was five out of six losses before that, including uh, Kaikara France and Rob Font and yeah. double and, double and, Dillashaws and uh, plenty of knockout, knockout, knockout. No, yeah. <laughs> got one back. Decision knocked out. Not so, not a good run there yeah. for, for Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. But, you know, maybe he's, again, another guy that can kind of hang around and have some fun fights. I also don't a, think he's super old. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think he's that old. He's 32. 32 yeah. yeah. He's uh, c- certainly got a few uh, left in him, uh, old no love. Mm-hmm. So I think they've just announced uh, UFC 300's April 13th, no fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did announce... UFC 299, I think. Well, yeah, which is Sean O'Malley and mm-hmm. um, uh, Chico Vera. Uh, 298 was Volk. Um, Tapura. Where is that Volk fight? Uh, 298. Uh, that's going to tell me on this. I'll be able to find it. doesn't tell me currently where that is. Uh, Anaheim, California. California. Uh, so, and LA. Then, and then, of course... I guess the, the final bit of news from this card, 297 being Strickland versus not Faf, DPC. <laughs> Drykus. Uh, uh, yeah, Drykus, they, DDP, they got into fight um, um, cage side, I guess, uh, for this. they'd You'll see it seated them two, 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 rows. two rows apart and they had a, their press conference With yesterday. With Gilbert Burns' family in between it? Yeah, well, Gilbert Burns, yes, and... <laughs> The visual's funny because Sean Strickland tells them, can you just move aside? His wife and his kid. Yeah, business. yeah, move, move aside. And then he just, you know, Superman punches over the top and starts wailing on D- DDP. So uh, some pretty cool video out of that. Um, if you're into that, uh, whether that's hype or anything, whether anything will come of it. Um, you know, they their press conference was a bit ugly about who was having sex with what other men. Um, <laughs> it was essentially how they're... they're they back and forth of their press conference went and um, so yeah it was a little not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no um, and yeah some of the comments I think Sean made a pretty bad one um, used that f word and uh, uh, kind of regretted it straight afterwards it's like fuck I shouldn't have gone there no you shouldn't uh, use that word uh, anywhere yeah so yeah it got a bit bit nasty and then of course they fought the next day for whatever reason you'll see put them two rows apart um, and they uh, you know got into a bit of a scuffle and. Uh, yeah, has a few things to say on Twitter afterwards, but and I feel like for you know us podcast, you yeah. know, not uh, assaulting a, a bloke in huge, the, in huge the following. It's kind of fun. We're talking about it. The UFC needs to get on top of this kind of shit because trying to bring it to the mainstream. You can, you know, you can imagine if Channel Seven was reporting on this, uh, but a bunch of thugs. But also in the US, it's kind of a thing because NFL hockey. In the state, well, still, we're yeah. talking fans, fans fighting each other. But yeah, yeah but fights and crowds is a pretty regular occurrence. That's assault, brother. <laughs> it is. It is. But they still do it. They do, and we're talking about it. So maybe we're part of the problem. Uh, it's always on socials. Now, yeah. Every week this year, there's been a there's been what, a fight in an in, NFL game. Yeah, of course, uh, hockey follows pretty pretty close as well. So yeah, it's kind of, I guess it's just kind of probably need to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, Jake Paul. Knocked out Andre. Staunched August. him. Nice uppercut. In the ring. In the ring. Sanctioned. Legal. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. Absolutely staunched him. Yeah. Uppercut in the, within the first like minute, I think, of that fight. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, that's all she wrote. And no one knew this boxing car was happening. They barely promoted it. Um, I didn't know until I saw the, the yeah, footage of it. Yeah, so no one knew it was coming up. And But, you know, it's kind of Jake. I think that's Jake's first one after Tommy Fury. Um, KSI and his, of course, lost to Tommy Fury. Um, it was a lot more closer than, say, Jake's fight was. But, you know, whether they finally can finish this fucking storyline and have <laughs> Jake Paul versus KSI and then we can um, maybe that's the end for, for a while. But. I, I don't, don't see him stopping. He'd be making good money out of these fights. Well, he's talking about a – No, no one's touched him up yet. Yeah. He's talking about a world title fight. That's, he's, he's called getting or getting a championship. But I was like, yeah, he didn't do enough against Tommy Fury to, to warrant that. But no. Hey, Cole, well, wait. Know, two year, if, he, if that's what he, he wants to do, exactly. give I think it two years still or three super, years. I don't even think he's hit 30 yet. So mm. um, he's still super young and got plenty of time to, you know, if boxing is what he wants to do full time, then, yeah, he'll get close to it. Yeah, 26, bro. Yeah, he's got he's time's not an issue. So he fight four times a year for the next four years, so mm. Mm. yeah, he's got a lot of fights ahead of him. Yeah, so and he's, he definitely has the power. He's shown that he can staunch a bloke. So I think uh, Brendan Shaw on his uh, socials posted it, and he said, "Look, Andre August isn't Canelo, but he's a professional boxer, <laughs> and, you know, of, of similar ilk. Yep. So uh, he's certainly um, going up and up in his boxing career." That's about it from the fight world. That's about yeah, it from us. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, update in this India taking on um, South Africa game. They've just had their first wicket. I think they're 23 or 28 uh, for one. And only chasing 118, I think it was. So they should do this okay. Thank you to those that joined in the chat. Uh, thank thank you, you to anyone who is listening to this during the week. Uh, what have we got? We we might podcast again next week um, before before the Christmas break. Maybe not a repeat of the Christmas episode from a few years ago. <laughs> uh, that one needs to be deleted from YouTube as well. Um, but uh, I think we'll be back next week before probably a little two-week break over New Year's. Thank you. Uh, we do appreciate the listens. Uh, if you're just finding us for the first time, we do have socials. Please check them out. They need to grow a little bit. Um, and hopefully you enjoyed the content. We'll be back next week. This is On The Esky. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye.